0: You know, it's so funny because when I'm here, uh, uh, my eyes always puff up. You know,
1: it's funny
0: it's so, it, it changes. It's like sometimes hot, sometimes really cold. <laughs> the, just, uh, yeah. Oh, and then the vent's right on me. Yeah. So it's like good grief. Anyway, uh, so here's what we're doing we're doing this episode where we're doing a series called The Bible Study. Uh, and we're just, really discovering the word of God for what the word of God says. Uh and so it's uh this is with my daughter hope I'm gonna say to my daughter. Hope. <laughs> Faith, I was just I was I just got stuck between then telling about my daughter and I hope you guys uh go on this journey with us because what we're doing is just like we wanna know uh the Bible from you know a geographical, historical, uh being that we did this wonderful tour of the of uh, the Bible museum and the creation museum and the uh arc encounter these are some really big uh deals and we want to share the journey with you guys now i've i've been in the word of god pretty much my whole life but uh to be able to you know travel the word of god and share it with you guys and you know with faith as well you know that's really a cool thing because uh you try to you try to raise your children in the word of god uh to the best of your ability uh and uh we are current fm you know uh, current fm uh WGLC, current fm and this will be uh this is the morning show in the am and what we're doing is we're this journey uh to learn the bible from a historical perspective from a so the main point is that we want people to be able to uh stand up for the word of god stand up for their faith uh and what they believe in, a, in an accurate way uh, because there's a lot of weirdos out here that do it in a weird way and <laughs> she said uh-huh <laughs> and uh and, and what it is it makes it really really difficult so the first thing faith just did on uh we we were, we were filming uh live before but uh it didn't, it didn't um record right so i was like let's just go live let's just do it live but she was going over you gonna start off from the beginning and read it again or yeah are you that you're that lazy yeah Yeah. So So, she said, yeah, (laughs) um, Joseph, I see you, uh, listen, man, there's a lot going on. So, you know, just bear with me. Uh, but, uh, you know, so Joseph is, we're trying to start a coming soon Jesus movement in Africa right now. And so, uh, you know, I, I, what I want, I know I haven't been able to get in contact with you or you've been trying to reach out to me, but there's a lot going on. You know, uh, Crystal just got our health back. I need you to be cool. Uh, (laughs) because, yes. <laughs> because uh, if you get on my nerves, I'm gonna cut you off. So <laughs> there's that. So I don't want to do that. But you know, we got, we have got to prioritize everything. And I know you got things going on there. So just bear with me, all right? Uh, but go ahead, Faith, and, and start reading. So yeah, uh, this
1: is the uh, encountering the Old Testament um it's a college book it's a college course so that it was in region right uh, yes. yeah
0: uh yeah no no not region just tcc, TCC. but this is a
1: but yeah it's a college old testament book um and let's start off so it starts off with get your facts straight i remember my high school english teacher telling us the most important questions you can ask are who what when where why and how that was good advice for writing a research paper, and it's also good advice for studying the Bible. Students should try to write a research paper without knowing the basic facts. Neither should we begin to study the Old Testament before learning some basic facts about it. This chapter deals with four fundamental questions every student of the Old Testament should be able to answer. What is the Bible? How is the Bible written? How did we get the Bible? And how do we interpret the Bible? We focus, on, we focus especially on the answers to those questions for the Old Testament. It starts for the, for the Old Testament Testaments, okay, so okay, what is Canon, what is the Bible? At first, this question sounds simple. We know that the Bible is a collection of 66 books, 39 in the Old Testament and 27 in the New Testament. It starts with Genesis and ends with Revelation, but people have not always agreed exactly which books compose the Bible. For example, we do know the Apocrypha books. The extra books found in the Roman Catholic Bibles belong uh, in the Bibles belong in the Bible. Or do they belong in the Bible? What if the archaeologists should discover another little letter from the Apostle Paul? Wrote should the letter go in the Bible? How did the Jews and Christians first decide which books belonged in the Bible? We ways, raised ways. we raised the question to such things. We raised an issue of canon. The definition of canon. The word canon comes from the Hebrew word. The Greek word canon, both words originally signified a reed or a measuring stick, just as a reed could serve as a measuring standard, so to the biblical canon, which was a measuring standard for faith and practice, people could compare their lives to what the Bible required. Furthermore, the word canon could denote a standard to which the biblical writings themselves must conform. Tests for canonicity. As God revealed his word through people, it became important to know which books came from him and which books reflected only human opinion. A consensus, it, which means, consensus means a generally accepted opinion or decision among a group of people. So a consensus emerged as to what constituted proper test for canonicity. The test focused on three factors, the author, audience, and teaching.
0: Now, now, this is where things get a little tricky for people because, uh, you know, it's one of those difficult things to, to say, hey, why, who gave these people the right to uh, say what goes in the Bible and what doesn't? You know, this becomes a very, uh, this is where it's like, you know, you know, what was their agenda? What was their, were they power hungry? Um, what, you know, who, again, who gave them the right to do this? Are you seeing this on the it, – it's happening again. It's not showing up on the main page because uh, I think something's wrong with the Coming Soon Jesus T-shirts. Yeah, Facebook. I see it. On the, on the Duke
1: White Jr. page?
0: On the Coming Soon Jesus. Let me go to your page.
1: Yeah. me the Coming Soon Jesus.
0: Because I got this weird letter, e- email saying that the, the page was going to be dismantled or something like that. Yeah, I see it. On Duke White Jr.'s yeah. page, that's weird because I, I can't see it. Yeah, you do. Uh, but anyway, uh, this is where we're having some technical issues. I see everything except the the live, and I just shared it onto the Duke White Jr. page. But anyway, what what the the issue, folks, is that we've got to know. Uh, where the Bible came from, you know, how it was compiled together, you know, uh, and these are questions that, you know, people should people should genuinely, you know, want to know. These are questions that people should be able to to explain. And so we're gonna we have the, we're gonna be giving you for guys pretty much a college course, uh, you know, th- that we're gonna be giving you guys pretty much a college course by going through the book with you uh and it's going to be a long journey so you know ride with us uh it'll be on the podcast real life with duke white it'll be on the uh with the youtube we we got in some trouble with youtube uh they said that because we talked about vaccines uh that uh Medical. medical misinformation and they blocked us so uh you know that's unfortunate that we live in such a deceptive society where they can control what you, you know, like, even if you tell the truth. And all it was was we did this interview with the Patriot Barbie who uh, said that, you know, she didn't get vaccinated and and the reason why and that people were getting hurt from the vaccines, which is a true statement. And uh, they blocked us and said we put out medical, uh, missing medical. So they blocked for what, what, a week or something like that. Uh, And so we're, we're dealing with that. But and that's again another one that's unfortunate, folks. That that it happened. Um, I have no idea why it's not. And you said the link is. It, you said it is showing up on. I saw it on T-shirts and your picture. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, as long as people can see that, you know. But uh, anyway, what? So there was a consensus. What we found out so far, just so you know, there was a consensus that was made that uh, said that. Uh, they, they decided what was canon, what wasn't canon, and that is uh, where we're at so far. And uh, the, these are people that were leaders in the, the community at the time, leaders in the Roman culture. Uh, so I want you to understand the timeline too, but we'll get into that. Go ahead and keep reading. So there,
1: there's a chart of Old Testament book, uh, over the, for the Old Testament book for the Hebrew, names the arrangement and classification and the english arrangement and classification and then the approximate dates concerned do you want me to read that yeah yeah go ahead right through it okay so um start off with the torah in the beginning was genesis so in genesis genesis through De- deuteronomy was around 1400 bc and the Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy are considered the Torah. And they're also, the arrangement and classification is the law. So, and then it was around 1400 BC. Um, Joshua, Judges, 1 Samuel, Second Samuel, First Kings, Second Kings, um, all are about the, the former prophets. And we well, have yeah, former prophets and that the history Hold up. so the and the English arrangement classification is history so and then and along with first Samuel second second Samuel first Kings and Kings first Chronicles second Chronicles Ezra Nehemiah and Esther from 1400 BC to 474 BC is that timeline for Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. And then the latter prophets Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Abediah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, yeah. okay. Habu, Habu Zephaniah, Zephani, 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 Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Those were books, you have letter prophets, and then and then the poetry and wisdom books were Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs, and then, I guess for those books, there was no specific historical period covered.
0: Because at the time, like, yeah. Yeah, some of them were found, and they were older, some yeah. were young, yeah.
1: And then, the major prophets were Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lament, limitations, Ezekiel, Daniel, and Isaiah was around 739 to 530 B.C. Jeremiah was 627 to 580 B.C. Limitations is 586 B.C. Ezekiel 593 to 570 B.C. And Daniel 605 to 530 B.C. And Hosea, Joel, Abedona, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habo, Steph and, and Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi were from all from 760 BC to 460 BC. And then the writings are Psalms, Job, Proverbs, Bruce, Stone, Psalms. Like those are all the writings of poems Ecclesiastes, Lamentations, Esther, Daniel, Ezra, Nehemiah, First Chronicles, and Chronicles.
0: So. Isn't it cool how you, you can break it down like that once you do the work? Um. And this is the thing, is that stepping outside of yourself and being willing to do the work, you like it's, it's actually relieving. Like You go, oh, I don't have to figure this out. It's actually showing me. Not, not that you're trying to avoid thinking for yourself. That's why I laugh at people when they say, I don't need that book. It's like, dude, if you knew how much blood, sweat, and tears went behind organizing this and putting this together to make sure you're not ignorant, so to choose ignorance just because it comes from a book. Yeah. But then you're going to turn around and listen to math. You're going to turn around and trust man's history. You know, it's like, dude, I'm going to need you to bag back, shut up a little bit. You know what I mean? Because you, you, you would just say, I don't need this book. It's like, oh yeah, so then just make stuff up as you go along. Don't use any book ever. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. And, and then, it, then it turned around, and, and, and here's what's crazy. is to find out that there's these 66 books over this certain period of time, that that are all aligned yeah. and consistent over thousands of years, okay. you don't to, trust that, to yeah. have to have this. Yeah, it's like I'm not gonna trust that, but I am gonna trust the inconsistencies of mankind and how we used to do this, and now we don't need that anymore. How we waste so much time, like we we get these people to invest millions of dollars and thousands of hours to build a typewriter just so that we no longer need a typewriter until the next generation. <laughs> All your investment meant nothing. Your technology's yeah. outdated. A couple uh,
1: hundred years ago, we just found out the atom wasn't the smallest. Like, <laughs> right. Fit. Yeah. And, like, and then yeah,
0: it just is crazy. Really. That's what I'm saying. It's like, so we, we, we the only thing we trust is inconsistency, yeah. because that gives us wiggle room. For ourselves to be inconsistent, whereas the consistency of the Word of God actually proves itself, yeah. but we don't like that because then it doesn't because it doesn't justify our inconsistencies. And it calls you out. And it calls you out, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's keep going.
1: All right. So, the test one written by a prophet or an other spirit spirit-led person. Um, I guess it's the it sounds like the test for canonicity. A book that was a part of the canon had to be written by a prophet or another spirit-guided person, human authors would not know God's will apart from God's Spirit.
0: (laughs) That's solid!
1: Assisting their understanding, the Spirit of God had to guide the writing process the Spirit's presence ensured that the finished product was God's truth and accurately communicated God's message. That's two, written to all generations. A book that was a part of the canon had to impact all generations. God's message could not be conformed to one audience. If a book was God's word, it had to be relevant to all people of all times. The author might have written the book for a particular audience, but if it was truly God's word, all who read it could profitably apply its teachings to their lives. So yeah, it oh, is. Current, oh, I, like,
0: I think we're going to take a break real quick. We're going to play some more music and some commercials for you guys. We'll be back. There was this,
1: There's your consistency. It's supposed to say it's God's word that can speak to all generations. And that's why it's just, it says,
0: yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's God's spirit. <laughs> like that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> like that's, uh-huh. This is where my point is. Is that, look at like, this is how I know people are just lying, folks. They, they they have not read the word of God. I'm telling you right now, they're lying. Like When people say, I've read the Bible back book, I'm like, if you read the Bible back book, you, you wouldn't need to act like that. You need it. I read the Bible back book. I'm telling you, I don't need that book. <laughs> I'm saying. Your...
1: I didn't say you don't need that book as a Christian. Yeah, yeah. Or a believer. Well, even as a I
0: believe, it's like you know, oh, yeah. it's like, you don't believe because you haven't yeah. read the book. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's why anybody who tries to tell me why Jesus isn't real
0: or why my faith isn't, like, real. I'm just
1: like, can you read the Bible? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, we can have a conversation, but don't
0: try to convince me if you haven't read what I believe. Right. And then, and then I tell people, how can you believe if you haven't read? Uh-huh. You know sure. what I mean? And, like, what, what you're learning right now is... And this is how I want you to know uh, why, uh, guys. I dumped about one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight books <laughs> on her. Uh, like, hey, all this is going in your brain. Now, that can look intimidating when you look at the books. It can look intimidating, right? But the reason why it's not is because when you think about 12 years of high school, learning how to drive, learning your fashion, or lack thereof sure <laughs> <laughs> learning it, learning it so how to speak English learning all this Learning all the stuff that we actually learn right it's like we have more than enough time to put this information inside and of our even brain even just watching
1: hours and hours of TV because you have to take in the work I mean still like reading a book, but you're just watching film. You're watching like, the script. You're just watching what they're reading. So you're still yeah. like reading hundreds of pages worth of script. They should be watching a TV show.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that you you're, you can fool yourself and tell yourself you're doing your best. And, and most people are comfortable with lying to themselves. Most people are comfortable with lying to themselves. I'm not comfortable with lying to myself. If I didn't do my best, I didn't do my best. So I'm not going to sit here and say hey yeah you know, i read the bible you know or my ego is not so big like if you tell me something i didn't know i'm gonna go i didn't know that a lot of people can't do that so especially when it comes to the bible and they want to justify why they don't know what they should know especially when it comes to their belief so the the commitment and the dedication that's required uh you know to really walk, and by the way the reward is eternity so god knows who takes this seriously or not you know what I mean, and, and and the fact that we don't even give our children a fighting chance because of the inconsistencies. But let's keep going. Let's jump in. Let's keep going.
1: Okay. So, test three: Written accord with a previous revelation, um, a book that was a part of the canon of the canon could not contradict the message of an earlier canonical uh, book. Of earlier canonical books, for example, if a new writing claimed to be from God but contradicted the teachings of Genesis, it could not be God's word. God's word, God's truth remained the same and would not contradict itself. New revelation could reveal further information about God's plan and purposes, but it would never run counter to the old. Gotcha. So the formation of the canon by applying the above principles. Hebrew people more or less determined which books belonged in the Old Testament and which books and which books did not. Nevertheless, some confusion existed among the general population on certain occasions. Jewish leaders met and met to address this and other issues. One such meeting apparently occurred in Gemina. Gemnea? Gemnea? Gemneva. Um, J A M N I A.
0: J A M N I A. Yeah. Gemina? Yeah, that's what I have to say. Somebody correct us if we're wrong, we go ahead.
1: In Gemini, toward the close of the first century A D. Council of Gemini Gemini A D 90, A- 90. Um A D, not A D, but A D. Yeah. Um Gemina, the modern Yavna. <laughs> you get used to it. why yeah. it's Y A V N E H. So it's located on the southwestern coast of Israel. The city became an important center of influence in the Jewish community after Jerusalem fell in fell to the Romans in A.D. seventy or seven eighty. Scholars debate exactly what took place at. Jonah, but agreed that the council did not determine which books belonged in the Old Testament. Rather, it appears to have confirmed that the most confirmed books that the most had recognized for generations. In other words, the council may have endorsed certain books, but really only confirmed the, 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 the faith community's understanding. So, hold up, move that again. In other words, the council may have endorsed certain books, but really only confirmed the faith community's understanding. Hebrew and English books. In Hebrew and English book order. The Hebrew and English Old Testaments contain the same material, however, the books appear to appear in a different order. We do not know why. The Torah provides a comparison. The Hebrew version divides the books into three groups. The law, the law, also known as the Torah, the prophets, former and later, and then the writings. The English divides the book into five groups law, history, poetry, wisdom, major prophets and minor prophets inspiration. How was the Bible written? How did God's work, how did God's spirit work with human authors to inspire the sacred writings? When we raise this question, we raise an issue of inspiration. The Bible affirms its inspiration in many places. Note, for example, Paul's word in Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16, all scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching rebuke, Rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, the apostle Peter writing about the same time as Paul declared, no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophet prophecy never had its origin in human will, but prophets through human through human spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Second Peter chapter one verse twenty to twenty-one. Clearly, these verses affirm that, as the ultimate author of
0: all Scripture. So, let's read. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And and so, with that being said, I want to get this out of the way about the Bible being written by men. I want you to understand that these are men. Yes, absolutely. But these are men that encountered God, feared God. These are not just men that were corrupted the way people are today these are people that are you're talking about that really sought the Lord uh, especially the foundation before human corrupt even though the, the Hebrew people did stray out the Hebrew people did start to get influenced by other people that did happen those encounters did happen but when you look at these people that were that were uh, they were able to survive the corruption when God saw their hearts, you know, you, you've got to consider the ability to resist evil that, that that does exist. And I love this narrative that 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 wicked believers and uh, that wicked believers and uh, you know, uh, not so much carnal, but just wicked. they wicked means to twist. All right, that's what the word wicked means. It means to twist. And so there's these wicked believers the desire to twist the word of God and make it mean what they want it to. There's there's doctrines of devils and all that stuff. But my big point is that uh there this narrative, this modern narrative, that there's nobody ever that can resist wickedness. And that's just not a true statement. That's just not true. You you do not have to give in. You don't you you know like you know even I, I say that even when I give in to evil, when I give in to wickedness, when I give in the you know, but it's like I'm not going to sit here and say it, it wasn't possible. I'm just like I made this decision. You know what I mean? But go ahead go, do you think?
1: Okay. So, no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. The prophecy never has origin in human will, but but prophets will, but prophets of humans spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Yes.
0: So, Second Peter one twenty. Second Peter one
1: verse a uh, chapter 20 to twenty one verse
0: twenty yeah 21. And, and so this is what I mean uh, you said Second Peter but this is what I mean is that you have the Bible actually telling us ahead of time that you the Bible is not written by private interpretation that, is, that and so you're you're talking about a Creator that absolutely has the right to use his creation who also, uh, by revealing himself to his creation, right, and it's not just his creation, this is actually his family. Yeah. The descendants of God. Humans are descendants of God. Mm -hmm. So this particular creation, he invites to a higher conversation. And while we're being distracted by lower frequencies, such as food, such as wealth, such as things that only feed the flesh our interpretation of life and what is actually possible is only only going to come from what the end result and the end result of of what we desire and the end result is that today i don't care what happens today i don't care how much truth is spoken to me today the only thing i want is forgiveness. i don't care about your God, your Bible, your. I want funions at the end of the day. That means that all this goodness that came my way, I don't care about because my mindset is focused on funions. All right, now, for some others, it's going to be television. For some others, it's going to be sex. So for some others, it's going to be money. For some others, it's going to be, you know, uh, how big the house is. For some of, however ridiculous your funions are that's what's going to be your thing that stops you from embracing what God is saying the most important thing. And that is that we are saved and that that we walk in eternity. And these people that wrote these scriptures were people that they didn't have funions to distract them. They didn't have, you know, I, I look at the authenticity of life itself. Like, The world wasn't as filled with as many distractions as there were as as there are now. And so now when you think about the writers of the scriptures, especially in the Torah, the Old Testament, these are people who had children, and from their children, it was like, okay, I have to feed them. I have to take care of them. And I also have to introduce them into the creator. Do you see what I mean? Like that was that's the priority. You know, I have to protect them from the animals. I have to protect them from dangerous people. Then, you you know, as the creator starts to communicate more and more with his people, it becomes like, oh, watch out for these mindsets. Don't eat these foods. Watch out for this. And it's like, oh, now you start seeing God actively interact as he's developing his nation. It wasn't just about, they called it the law, but what, what these laws were really designed to do was protect us. You know what I mean? And I think that we've, because we've become such a rebellious, lawless generation, our interpretation of the Old Testament is a bunch of rules and regulations that want to constrain us. But it's like, what happens when you need to be constrained? Because you're a weirdo. You know what I mean? Like what happens if, if if we don't stop you, you won't stop yourself. And so now, in that context, you know, it's like these writers are genuinely right to tell the future we've got to watch out for these things. These are the mindsets that's going to corrupt mankind. These are the things that are going to be against God. And I'm realizing that you need to keep going because we're going to get through this book. <laughs> like, guys, we're, we'll be done maybe 10 years, 10 years from now, 20, give again 20 years, and we'll get through it. <laughs> Let's go. Uh,
1: okay. So, after reading Second Peter chapter one verse twenty-one, quickly these verses affirm God as the ultimate author of all Scripture. Unfortunately, the Bible does not describe exactly how God inspired humans to human writers. Um, what role did the human authors play in writing Scripture? In the writing of Scripture, to what extent did God's Spirit give them the freedom to write in their own personal styles? If they did. Write in their own personal styles. To what extent can we affirm that the Bible is God's word? These are all important questions. The record of scripture itself is that the process of divine inspiration allowed room for human personality to play a role. And examination of biblical text reveals many distinct writing styles depending on the author's personality and intent. The writers of Kings pause in his historical Nation to provide a theological appraisal of the events he had just described in 2nd Kings 17 7 through 41. The prophet Amos railed at his audience, declaring, decry- decrying their evil ways. Amos 3:9 verse 2 verse 9 through 15. Chapter 3, verse 9 through 15. Well, Jeremiah admonished a king of Judah to his face. Jeremiah 37, after 37 verse 17 through 19. Paul challenged his Galatian readers with strong word, words because of his passionate desire for them to know the truth of the gospel. Galatians 1, chapter 1 verse 6 through 10. But the Philippian church Paul discussed emotional emotion words of love and joy over his partnership in the faith. Philippians 1 chapter 1 verse 3 through 8 the writers of psalms likewise displayed a range of approaches as they recorded their praises laments and more god scripture god scripture's ultimate author thus did allow human writers to freedom to express their own personalities as they wrote the holy spirit guided them guided the process in such a way that the ideas and words the writers chose after they conveyed the meaning of god's intended over the centuries, many authors wrote what we now call the sixty-six books of the Bible. Nonetheless, the finished product represents God's voice faithfully, reflecting the message He intended for us to receive. Second Peter chapter one, three, verse three. The conviction of the Bible is divinely inspired and has important implications for Christians today. First, it means that the Bible is trustworthy. We can trust it we can trust it to provide reliable information in all it affirms. It provides many insights into the history of god's people and also describes god's plan for the world and for our lives it reveals life's highest meaning and purpose and tells us how to be how to become all we were created to be second divine inspiration means that the bible is authoritative because it is god's word it speaks with divine authority and it calls us to read to understand the implications of its message and to submit to it and it
0: remains God's word, whether or not we choose to submit to it, the Bible boldly sets forth Now, the the authority, whew, see, see how this is problematic for a rebellious spirit or a rebellious soul or a rebellious person? Because the word authority is in there. It's like, hey, listen, guys, no one is forcing you to believe anything. However, if you tell the creator of the universe that you're going to believe this, this is what you're believing. You know what I mean. Uh, now, the, the situation is when you get into translation, which is what we talked about at the Bible Museum. You get know, into the translation; it becomes problematic because how much of the Word of God is being lost in translation? Being that words uh, don't mean the same thing in every culture, uh, there's geographical changes. So, if if I'm moving up further north, right? If I'm moving up say, to your, towards Europe where it's cold how much of the Bible is going to make sense to me when it was in, in the Middle East or uh, on the continent of Africa? So it's like, how much of the Bible is like, if I don't know, if I'm in Antarctica and I don't know the terrain, I don't know that, you know, when you start talking about certain things, I don't know that how much liberty do translators have to take the word of God, translate it and recontextualize it to fit a format that I understand, I'll give you an example. So, if I'm living in a country where um, sheep sheep are the the prime source of clothing, or sheep are the prime source of uh, you know of living, then I go, well, the the blood of Jesus makes your sins as white as as sheep. You go, oh, okay, I understand that. I understand, but if I say it makes you if I say your know, Jesus's blood makes your sins as white as snow, and you're like, "But I, I, I I've never seen this. So. I live in the desert." You see what I'm saying? Like, you know, where, how much liberty do the writers uh, have to take, you know, you know, when they take? So, uh, when we were at the Bible Museum, there is a place in the Bible Museum. That is designed to show uh, to, where all these Bibles are being rewritten yeah. and they're being sent all over the world.
1: That's why today we do have such an because if you are reading the Bible and you don't know what snow looks like, you can just look it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that argument is even outdated today.
1: Yeah, like yeah. you can look you can look it up and I you can like You'll, there's technology everywhere. You can find a way to look up some, some stuff. But I'm not saying that, I mean, some people don't have the ability to get to technology, but most people, most people,
0: majority of the people do. You know, when I think about that, there's this guy that, that all he does is go around the country, go around the world <laughs> and experience different cultures. He does not preach them doesn't preach. I don't know if he's a believer or not. And he wants to know other cultures, so he eats their food and things like that. The other thing he had to—he uh, didn't even know how. To. He went to a culture that didn't even know to cook meat, so they literally cut when they when the hunters would come to the tribe, they would cut the uh, animal open and they would eat it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and he's just like, all right, well, this is what I said I was going to do. Now, the trade is they have to try his food. And so he brought like Twizzlers and Skills and M&M's. And if I showed you the video, which I'm going to, you would be shocked to find out that they were disgusted. Really? By Twizzlers, m ms and Skills. They were like, Egh. you know, like really grossed out. Wow. But <laughs> they could eat an actual wow. raw liver and be, and he's just like okay and i mean they ate even what was in the stomach of the animal oh
1: wow, oh, wow.
0: and we're disgusted by the m m's and the, they're like I, we can't they're like this is gross some of them like the, the 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 some of them liked it but for the most part they were completely grossed out by our food now <laughs> this this is this is this is my point you know, uh, you understand that there, even when it comes down to what you prefer as a person, you have to understand how much of that comes from your your family, your environment, what you can afford. You know what I mean. You start you start traveling. Do you actually think everything's going to taste the same? And you, there's water that changes flavors. So if the water content is different and the salt content is different from the water that they use to cook the food with, that's gonna cause something to be different. And so when it comes to the word of God, we have to really be invested in the word of God because every time we take the word of God to a different culture, it's not that we're gonna face different challenges. It's we have to change, we have to be able to be so in tune with God that we can show them who god really is in the challenges that they face so if if we're the ones that have god we have the solution they're the ones that have this this void that they need and we and we have to take that seriously That like oh i i can clearly see why you guys are living like this let me show you how the real truly living god can help you in this area and when i see these tribes that you would want to say are ancient and i know this is going to sound offensive when i see cultures that are underdeveloped even with technology underdeveloped spiritually under, where they're living kind of like animals that is the explosion like the hero mushroom bomb that is the explosion that happened because of sin and it also shows you how we can, oh, when we became these tribes and we became tribal that we created our own little mushrooms. And as long as we were comfortable, whatever else happens in the world was on them. You know, that's their culture. That's that tribe that's on them. And you, and we thought because we advanced technology that everyone was doing it with us. It's not true. The government doesn't care about these tribes. Matter of fact, they say things like third world countries. It's like, no, they're, they're actually not third world countries. What they are is that they, they're, they, they're really showing us the brokenness of mankind and the fact that we think because we have our comfort zones, our AC units and our heat and our television and our cable, that these people are less valuable to the point where we're going third world countries and they, they'll do anything to save their families. We'll kill children just because we don't want to be a mom or dad. Well they'll stay they'll do anything to stay married. We'll get a divorce <laughs> because we don't yeah we, we don't care the collateral damage that happens our, as long as we're comfortable. they don't care about comfort. we're bound by comfort. Yeah, like, a
1: lot of times the divorce happens with something that the person wants to do and they you know basically because they didn't get the life they wanted. Get the life they chose, but they didn't get the life they wanted, <laughs> right? Right, right. <laughs> um, they get a divorce or they just abandon their kids, or you know, I'm just saying this is mom or dad, but they've been their kids for selfish reasons because they didn't get the life they wanted, but they, I guess, they, the get the life they, they chose. chose so,
0: yeah. And, and this is the thing is that you have these tribes over here it. who are staying community no matter yeah. what. And, and that's what my point is, is that it's like you're coming to a third world country. Well, we're just a sophisticated third world country, if that's the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? We just got over slavery a few hundred years ago, for God's sakes. Like we you might know? have all the cool
1: gadgets and everything, but they got what actually matters. But what matters, Family. right. Family, <laughs> tribal, and just sticking together. But they, a lot of them they do need to hear the gospel, but they probably appreciated more. Yeah. And, rest of us.
0: Right. And so this idea that this idea that, you know, and we guys, we got the word of God and we treat it. We're so dismissive with it. And we treat like, you know, like, I know that there's a part of us that would say, once I break down the sentence, I understand. Like I don't have to understand the word. Once I break down the sentence, I yeah. can understand, but it's like, okay. So let's say if you don't actually understand what it's saying, but you understand the sentence, but then you go into another culture and, and you needed the understanding in order to communicate to this other culture. Hold on one second. I'm going to come back in current FM. Uh, you're listening to FM in the AM just wanted to uh, give a shout out to everybody out there and you know, hope you're enjoying the music. Hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, we are trying our best to bring you uh, the Bible. This is the Bible study. We're calling it the Bible study with pastor Duke and, Faith Marie White is. We're going through the read the book read the title of the book again. So in case people want to read along with us, the title of the book. Bible
1: it, it's not Bible. The title of the book is "Encountering the Old Testament: A Christian Survey." So well, the
0: third edition. So this is the third edition that it's yeah. uh, you know the the title of the book is called. Say it again.
1: Encountering the Old Testament:
0: A Christian Survey. So, encountering, encountering the Old Testament is in case you, you want to get the book. It is a college course book yep. uh, that we're going through. I can get it at yeah. Yep. And so we're going through the book. Uh, so, if you want to read along with us, what page are we on? We're on page
1: five.
0: We're on page five.
1: Mm-hmm. So, if
0: you want to be a part of this journey, guys, this is going to be. It's, five of
1: 500.
0: Yeah, it was, we're on page five of 500. <laughs> 537. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> So uh this is going to be a challenge. We need your prayers to help us push through it. We also have, uh, we're going to be coupling that book, the, the, the Old Testament survey, with this book here, okay? The Biblical World. The biblical world. Uh, so we want to show you the consistency. So this is the Biblical World, uh, the Biblical World and Illustrated Atlas. So we'll be compiling that. When you hear certain things, uh, we want to be able to, to show you. Uh, this is by Gene Pierre, uh, and it's afforded uh, by Bruce Children to give out the credits. So we've, we're have we going to be bringing you this content because we want to equip you. We know not everybody can go to Bible college and all this other stuff, but we can be serious. Like this family, uh, well, at least me in faith, uh, are dedicated to the Word, word of God. You know, uh, you know, they say, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Uh, and so it doesn't mean we're better than anybody. Uh, we're, we, we made a decision that we're going to serve God. We're going to put God first, uh, and so we're not going to let anything distract us. We're going to keep our head in the Word of God. So when you, you know, come to our, our channel or th- coming soon Jesus Facebook page, I, I you know I really want you to know what to expect. Uh, but we're going to get through these books, um, and so the idea is. There's going to be a certain point. So this is the biblical world, the biblical world. What we're doing here, and so when you hear us talk about certain areas, we'll try to find it and reference it in this point. Uh, and I want you guys to be able to follow along. So if you want to get these books, uh, make sure you do. Make sure you know exactly what we're where we're coming from. Um, and then, of course, we have this here, which is from the Hubble. Uh, Hubble Universe. it's, it's the Hubble spacecraft took some, some pictures. We're also coming from this on a, from a scientific perspective to understand. Now, this is a very special book to us. Yeah. You want to tell them what happened?
1: I think i want to to find the picture, but I can tell it what.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The
1: picture. But, so basically I was painting in my room and I had made a painting probably weeks before i got this book um and then when i got the book i found it in barnes and nobles one day and when i got the book i opened the page like like the first yeah first page i opened and it was like identical like almost like identical to the painting i just painted and it was it that was insane
0: yeah and she get she goes we were at barnes and noble she goes to get the book so she's like, Dad, I want to get this book. And I was like, but well, she showed me the picture. I'm like, this is exactly what you painted the other day. You know what I mean? And that didn't you sell that picture? Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, this is exactly, I was like, this is exactly what you painted the other day. Uh, and she goes, and she's like, yeah, you're right. Now, here's where it gets crazy. Uh, I randomly went to, to Barnes & Noble. Yeah. I was like, hey, we're going to, we got to, you know, we're going to go to, it was on a random, and she finds this book, and I'm like, yeah, we, we definitely got to get that. Uh, but in it, you see the cre- these photos that are taken, guys. Once you get your, when you get your perspective of life out of your, what I call, uh, your eye vision. Mm-hmm. You know, your eye vision is only at eye level. This is why we have iPads and, yeah. you know uh me i call them mails. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah ipads you know i this everything's about i but when you learn to look up when you learn to you know the, the, so there's this idea of television what does television do it captures your vision it, it tells you a vision but it's capturing your vision as well because now someone else is telling you how to vision what to vision you know it, it, when you look at um That that means your vision is going to determine what you create, your perspective of life, how you see life is going to determine what you create and what what effectiveness you play, what comes out of you. Uh, That's all birthed off your vision. And so when you see these pictures, they're so profound. Uh, And the one thing I never underestimate is humans ability to see what they want. So when atheists go, you know, there is no God. Uh, and then, but I, I know you're going through the pictures, but you're also like, oh, this is impressive. Yeah. You know, when you, you, you can go through those pictures, and but the last thing you're going to think is that there is no God. Yeah. You know, C.S. Lewis, uh, C.S. Lewis was a devout atheist. And what I found out what I found out about C.S. Lewis was that one of the things that led him to God was this idea of beauty. Yeah. That's one of the things that led him to God was this idea of beauty. Uh, he couldn't shake it. He was just like, the beauty is, you know, it has to be something outside of just the scientific construct. You know, because it's something that everyone has to bear witness to, and that beauty is, you know, it's it's, it's like it's so big and that and we all share it. Definitely not man-made. Definitely not man-made. You know, uh, but so the idea of beauty led C.S. Lewis to the Lord, which is which is hilarious. You know what I mean? And this was after uh, World War I. World War One. Yep. Yeah, and Joe Combe. From the Bible, from the C.S. Lewis Institute, is the one that shared that with us, and it was such a profound statement uh, that you know I, I had to. Matter of fact, I'm going to show you guys a clip of that. And I'll, I'll let you guys hear this statement that he made. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up. Let me see if I can pull this up. feels uh, like I know that picture. I know. Here. Let me see if I can pull this up now most people are trapped in because they lack the ability to they, they need a new understanding of life and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do this I wanted to just say hey guys if you want a new mindset of reality let me help you and we're going to do it together and we, we can we can work on a new mindset together i know i need a new mindset i've been kind of jaded you know, by so much coldness and meanness and abandonment, I, mean, I got the same people, uh, who tried to help us support us throughout the, the kiosk. But, you know, uh, but of course we're trying to build a movement that, that inspires people, you know? And so, uh, that, that hurt, you know, uh, that hurt from that, that betrayal, uh, the uh, feeling like no, you know, people that are lonely, all that stuff. Um, I tell people all the time, you want to find out who, uh, and then you'll find out who's with you uh, but what's up guys it's Brett hold on Saints one second I'm Sippers. gonna pull it out. I know and you guys are seeing this Trisha, here, here we go uh when he, when he talks about CS Lewis finding beauty and, uh, and uh, this, what you're seeing right now is when we were at uh what you're hearing right now is when our we were at rally, and we found NRB lack of beer, uh, um, coffee, uh, in
2: the surrounding area
0: so and it was really sure cool uh no decent call uh, uh, that's what uh, we you're hearing right now hold on one we, second we'd want to bring it pull out, this yeah, up this on stream yard yeah on stream, okay here we go uh so this is where it's do you know what you don't remember what the timestamp was right when we started talking about uh right when we started talking about uh beauty for CS Lewis you don't ever remember, you don't remember? Was it the beginning or towards the end? It was in the beginning. Well, whatever. We're talking about anything uh, because of the fact we're, we're trying to figure out reality. So it's time to. So, real. so here's a couple, here's a little bit of the scene. Think, so, you know, so we're here, we're here. I'm going to find it because I know exactly when the animals started running around. Uh, and if you don't know who St. Louis is, one you're about to find out. And for those of you who think you know who see There it is. Oh, that's the creation, bio Commercial.
1: This is the creation museum.
0: Prepare to yeah. believe. Seriously, Dad, I want to go. Here we go. I believe in science. It's also equally aimed at... I think there's a lot of... Christians from the faith, beliefs typically prove it,
2: and you know, God is the author of science. God is the creator. God wants Ooh, us good. to discover these things. So there's there's nothing that we can discover that will disprove science. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you don't check your Christianity at the door when you decide to be a scientist. There's An amazing number of Bible believing scientists out there. Uh, who are happy to talk about, uh, you know, their faith and how faith is recon- inside of and Yeah. So, and Lewis, you did not do it. When
0: what first, first you did, you were going to be our nice Lewis worshippers. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, you it's made not, This is not, not a fan. Um, I will yeah. so, and defend their faith in personal and public life. Okay, so that's what we do. We, and there's a lot of ways we go about that. Of course, we have conferences, we have podcasts, we have publications, we have something called called the Fellows Program, offered at 15 locations, uh, and it's a one-year discipleship program for people that want to grow their faith. Using, of course, in the writings of well, we have several different curriculums. The fellows program uses, of course, Lewis's writings, Bonhoeffer, Tim. You could
0: want to grow in your family. Oh, the internet here! Please support current FM guys. Uh, we need your support. The uh, the internet here. We're trying to show you something from the website uh and, and from the the show is real life with Duke White. If you get a chance, please make sure you do. Uh, but here it's continuing now. now we have
2: That's another thing that we're doing. We have, we just uh, last two years we have we have over uh, fifteen hundred people in the last two years that have taken our study courses. We got a new study course coming out in September
0: abolition of man so we do a lot of things yeah and, and I wanted to I wanted to address the importance not just of community yep. that, that you guys represent uh, but I wanted to address the importance of community that's pursuing God like you said that sure. discipleship where it's like you're saying hey what is God showing you uh, I think that, that the reason why that's so important is because our society has become so cookie cutter yep. that it doesn't leave much room for discovery like, what is God showing you, like our appreciation yes. of uniqueness?
2: Well, you know, as a Christian, you know, we are called to be you know, transformed into the image of God. That's our sanctification, right? And so if you're just in church one hour on a Sunday, and then you go out into the world six days and 23 hours, you have no chance, right? Because right. you're going to be catechized by Netflix. And that not saying there's anything wrong with this, but if you're, you're going to be catechized by Netflix, Twitter, Facebook, everything in the world coming at you. And it's if true. You're, not, if you're not, you know, it's just the, the world is designed to shape you a certain way. And as a follower of Christ, God wants you to be a certain way. Right. And they, 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 they don't go hand in hand. So that's why you need to be deliberate about your faith journey and growing yeah. in your faith and being transformed. And that's what we're trying to do with the
0: Institute. Yeah, and, and so when I think about the quality of. So I have to look at somebody's experience to really test their quality right and it's like man, you know, first of all, if someone tells me that they were like in World War one, I already that comes with a certain amount of respect, because there's already a toughness there. Uh, But then when you, you know, and being wounded, why me all of that stuff. When I see a person that can clearly overcome, not just themselves, but even their own disbelief. That that is a powerful, especially someone who's willing to share their disbelief, and share. Hey, I'm a believer now, but let me tell you why I didn't believe. It was the grief. It was this, and to share those journey uh, journeys is a powerful thing, because you just don't know how many generations at this point that can help. I want. I do want to talk to you about specifically the grieving situation, sure. because of the fact. That uh, I think this is something that men struggle with because we we we're, we're the provider, we're the protectors, and I know people on those gender roles, you call it genderification. Well, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm just saying that psychologically, the way most men have been groomed is that we have to hold our feelings in and grief. Men don't cry. Men don't cry. That's it's one of buffer, them. Man. Yep, yep. Men don't cry. You know, and, and all that stuff. um Talk to me about C.S. Lewis's approach towards grief and, and mm-hmm. how you use that to reach other men and, and the significance to men. Yeah.
2: yeah. So well, in Lewis's story, you know, he he didn't get married till very late in life. And so and this you, you mentioned in your, this is a show about being let's just be wrong. Right. OK, so if you know Lewis's romantic journey, uh, he had a friend in World War One and they made a pact. They said, um, if I die, you take care of my mom. If if, um, you die, I'll take care of your mom. And so Lewis's friend, Patty Moore, died. So Lewis took in Patty Moore's mother, and she was an older woman. And the reality is they had a romantic relationship. They lived together. Just being real. Yeah, just being real. You got to do it. Right? So for the 1920s, Lewis, as a young man in his 20s, is living with an older woman. Lewis becomes a Christian. He still has his promise. I'm going to take care of Mrs. Moore, but I've got to shut that part of my right relationship off. She did not handle that well. But Lewis, she continued to live with C.S. Lewis. Lewis took care of her. Lewis's brother Warney, who was also a veteran, moved in, and the three of them lived in this house. Lewis never married until later in his life. He met Joy Davidman, who was a writer living in New York, and <clears throat> she wanted to meet C.S. Lewis, and she came over and met him, and they fell in love and uh lewis was uh 59 years old at the time and he married joy this is my the love of my life <clears throat> they're so well matched she's super, super smart they're playing scrabble in latin that's kind of that type of relationship right Good grief. she gets cancer oh, they're married man. for three years and she dies tragically and so um you know there's a story of a miraculous healing that gives joy more time but anyways so lewis writes a book called Grief Observed, and, he t- and he's just so raw about grief. No one tells me that, that grief feels so much like, you know, horrible agony. And it, it's a very short book, but at the beginning, you're wondering, you know, Lewis is questioning God. He's like, I'm knocking on the door, God, and you're not home. Oh, huh. I mean, this is the writer of Narnia. This right. Is the writer, you know, And so, but eventually, Lewis goes on to explain how as hard as this is, you know, I understand that this is God's plan and will for your life, and joy would not come back even if she could. Right. That's the reality of death, right? That is the, the super the, reality. The, 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 the thing is, it's the grief is for those that are left behind, right? And so, so here's Lewis, a man's man, right? right. He.
0: He's That's why I said the World War
2: One. World War One. He's a guy's guy. He's he's with the Inklings. The Inklings are a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Okay. They just have be smart, but they're out, you know, uh, doing their hikes, I mean, they're, they're guys. right? Men's men. And here, Lewis is being really raw about our emotion. And I can t- and for you know, it helped me in my own, my dad, my dad was my best friend. Okay. Uh, he's my dad, he's my best friend, and he got cancer, and he died. And, and we knew it was coming. It was very hard. He was in hospice. And uh, I was back at work, two days after my dad's funeral. Most people have no clue that in 2023, the best.
1: I don't remember a time where I seriously questioned God's (laughs) existence. I questioned did he hear me, but I never questioned God's existence.
0: I don't think. You know, um, a lot of people ask me, how did I keep you guys focused on God? And, And I want to tell everybody that the answer to that was when they were young, I made it clear to them that this planet belonged to God. Uh, uh, people were crazy, but the planet belonged to God. That was kind of my foundation, <laughs>
1: yeah. And I always, like, you no matter how weird you acted, I always separated you and God because we're not <laughs> the same, <laughs> like, we get take off, like, you're not. So, I never questioned the way you acted. Um, and I believe in God, like, it didn't even make sense to me why people did that, but
0: my belief in god never came from how you acted yeah and, and I, I, I you know so a lot of people are like dude of course your kids serve god you know it's like no 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 they, they've yeah. seen some crazy stuff they've seen me you know completely drunk they've seen me mm-hmm. you know completely fallen and broken and give wanting to give up they've seen me completely in baby mode they've seen me you know so but you know there, there's you're not gonna and even half, like
1: sometimes we act weird or whatever that's even biblical like just because <laughs> it's like the bible knows how you're going to act when you do this and knows how you're going to act when you do this you're going to be crazy if you don't follow god closely and you won't be you're going to be sane and you're going to be you're going to be godly if you do what god says to do yeah it's and, just like it depends on how you act really to depends on what side of the bible you're going to get
0: you want a good side of the Bible? Or you want a bad side of the Bible? Right. Even it you there's a bad side of the Bible, you know what it meant. The no, there is, a, there, there's, there's like, it says a double-minded yeah. man is unstable in all his ways. My kids have seen me completely double-minded. My kids have seen me completely insane. They've seen me, you know, in self-destruct mode. And so, you know, it's very important for people to understand that, you know, uh, yeah, it, 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 ha, just, just this, this idea that, just because the people, you know, people of God serve God, love God. Like their battle is real. You know, this battle for your sanity, this battle for what you believe. Uh, there are some days that I just really want to self-destruct it and I want to give up, but you know, uh, there, there's betrayal that my kids have seen me go through. Uh, there's, there's times where, you know, like my kids are wise. like, okay, all the people dad helps, you know, and no one's going to stand up and help him right now. Like, this is really messed up, you know, and they watch me have to push through it. Uh, my kids have to watch, you know, me go through a lot of stuff. And it, it it's, you know, it's painful. It's this and that. But at the end of the day, it's like, do you believe that God is more powerful? And then, then that's where the correction comes in. And so each time I watch you guys kind of, remind me about who God is. Cause I'll be caught up in the moment, you know, and then the the pain makes it more real, but then you guys will be like, dad, where's your faith? Dad, where's your, you know, and it's just like, man, you know, that's, that's pretty rough when it's like, I mean, but, but, but it's beautiful because I didn't want to sell you guys a church. I didn't want to sell you guys, uh, you know, um, a religion, a denomination, I want you guys to know the living God, you know, that, that he's not afraid of anything, that it's all his, uh, and, and that it's, it's his world, his planet and our, it's in our best interest that we, you know, uh, kind of s- submit to him versus us dragging him down our reality. God bless me, you know, because of what I want, yeah. you know what I mean? For, for, you know, cause that's so easy to do. Um, I even notice that when sometimes when I'm, you know, I can always tell. It's like a bomb goes off in the car when you guys know you did something that was probably offensive to God. You don't mind offending me so much, but what is offensive to God? You're like, oh. yeah, you're like, repent immediately. Repent immediately. immediately.
1: Just like you can, just like, it's like. Everything be funny. Everything be cool. Laughing. If you go a little too far with a joke, you're like,
0: Boom. I should have said that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get no, tired. yeah, that's happened.
1: That's happened. Especially like, I'm a little comedian. like sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> My But you don't let us know. You gotta do it in private. Oh
1: yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Sometimes I do. I do. Like when I, I know I got because you even call me. You're like Babe. Yeah. i was like, yeah.
0: you right. It's like, but I got to stay strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Current FM, FM in the AM, we are uh, doing this. We've got this new series that we're calling The Bible Study with Pastor Duke in Faith. Uh, as we we want to help you, uh, the whole objective is to help you understand the Bible from a geographical perspective, a historical perspective, and even understanding how the Bible came to be in existence. Uh and, and the real impact that the Bible actually makes, that it's not just a book thrown together by a bunch of goofballs who thought some weird stuff up, uh, that it was actually very strategic. Uh, we are going to discuss some of the the difficulties and realities and challenges that they even faced it historically on how to get uh, the translation of the Bible accurate. And so we're reading from the book. You want to tell them the book again? The book they were reading from
1: it is encountering the old testament by bill t arnold and brian
0: e Byer, and then of course we are coming from the biblical world illustrated atlas so when you hear certain geography, certain places we're actually going to look it up and, and, and try to show you guys uh where these places are what they look like uh today like a lot of people don't know uh that the story of jonah and you know things like that that nineveh is still very real it's a it's a real place uh there's the uh artifacts that are found all throughout scriptures Uh, archaeologists are uncovering and unfolding things throughout scriptures so it's a really really exciting time right now uh especially with the jewish calendar is the jewish calendar over there yeah Uh, and what what holiday are we on right now
1: Yes, right. I know Rosashan just ended, so Sunday evening. Let me see what Jewish people morning. Okay.
0: I keep thinking about it, just. I keep thinking about the, how all of a sudden, randomly, you just started listening to the Prince of Egypt soundtrack. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like this kid, man.
1: Okay. Okay. What's today?
0: Tuesday.
1: Yeah. Tuesday. Nineteenth. Yeah. There is no specific holiday up here. Um. For the nineteenth, but there the twenty third. Under the twenty second is the. Jerusalem Sabbath begins at 5:56 p.m. on the 22nd. but There's no specific holiday for 19th, the 20th, the 21st. 20 or the um, but the 22nd at 5:56 p.m. the Jewish Sabbath begins and then it ends the 23rd at 7:15 p.m. on uh, yeah the 23rd. So and then the 24th is the Day of Atonement um, or the Eve, the Day of Atonement Eve, like Christmas Eve or Day of Atonement Eve, and then 25th is the Day of Atonement. Um and then the 29th of September is the Feast of Tabernacles. The Eve. And then the 30th is the Feast of Tabernacles. So yeah. But for today there is the Feast Tabernacle goes on from the 30th to the 6th of October. No, the 7th of October. So yeah, that's the uh so the holidays coming up in the Jewish calendar. <laughs> Did
0: you get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so yeah, the... no, and 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 let's let's talk. So the nearest one is
1: the nearest one is the um, Jerusalem Sabbath begins at the twenty
0: second. Oh, okay. No, the, that's the Sabbath. So, so the Sabbath is the, the the Saturday where you know the the Saturday service where we go to yeah. church on Sunday, the yeah. But what is the next, oh, the, the
1: next festival.
0: Okay, well, yeah, yeah. Day of Atonement, Eve,
1: and then the Day of Atonement. Right. And then so, the next one,
0: the, that's 25th and the that's twenty fifth, and the twenty. So Google the Day of Atonement, and so so that you can actually tell everybody what the Day of Atonement is. professional. My baby! My little baby! Okay. okay.
1: The Day of Atonement was a appointed fast that occurred in the 10th day of the 7th month of all the days marked out in Leviticus 23. This was the high point on the Day of Atonement. The entire sacrificial system was rebooted. So what is the biblical meaning of the Atonement? The Day of Atonement is a ritual that provided a confident forgiveness of sins as well as a symbolic per- purification of the temple and the community. However, it was limited in application and had to be repeated annually. annually.
0: So so the Day of Atonement is the day, again, every year it was about resetting, you know, getting things right with God. Uh, this is the day that you, you reconciled all your sins that you collected yeah. for the year back on this Day of Atonement. Yeah. Uh, now, here's the situation with that. He goes, so most people say, well, we don't need to do that anymore because we have Jesus, because, we have yeah. Yeah, Yeshua. So we don't need we don't need, even need to know about that. That is not true, mm-hmm. because there's never going to be anything wrong with reconciling yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't just say, "Hey, uh, uh, let me let me be a complete jerk," uh, because Christ already died for me. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. No,
1: it it definitely makes especially if it's like. You still have to. If, you, if you, I mean, you don't have to sin, but even if you, if you do, if you do continuously sin, and especially a, a lot, like not even with major things, just minor things that are still sin. Um, sin is not sin is not minor, but what I'm saying, like but <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying. But
0: um, oh, oh no, you gotta you have to do that. Yeah, man. you've <laughs> got to do that with this generation. They're like she, that is, they they will take liberties and be like what you said. Yeah, no, take account for every um, word that you say. You're doing the right thing. So,
1: um, but sin, I mean, dedicating doing it every day is good but also because especially if you've committed this in but making a day for it there's literally nothing wrong with that even if it's an Old Testament thing but the Old Testament is still very uh, accurate and still very needed in this generation even so, yeah. so it's dedicating a day is for everybody to come together and to atone for their sins and like like what is what wrong, is, what with, is that wrong with that? Like you still need to repent. Jesus. They do it every day. I know you still need to repent every single day, but and just clarifying a day for it for everybody to come to get like that just that just seems even with you know Jesus dying for our sins, but you still need to repent if you did a sin. Yeah, because
0: most a lot of people are a lot of people are suffering from what they keep inside. They're suffering from you know the 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 hurt and the pain that they're going through. They're suffering from the fact that if people found out what you. What if people found out what's really going on inside of you, they would, they, you know, and that's why you have to, you like, you have to, a lot of people are stressed out because they know that their friends and family aren't really their friends and family. They know if I, if you knew what was really happening inside of me, you would, you know, yeah, you wouldn't want to deal with me, and so it's the thing that stays inside. So the Day of Atonement is really a day where you can just really cleanse yourself, and and, and you say, "Well, I give that to Jesus." Well, didn't do it, you yeah. know what I mean? Didn't, didn't, didn't do it. Uh, give it to Jesus, but we're, the, but the Day of Atonement it's, it doesn't lose it's, it doesn't lose its value. It, it matter of fact, it's just saying now that we have Christ, this day means that much more. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's the Day of Atonement. Which is when?
1: When is it? The, the, it
0: is the twenty fifth. Uh, it's twenty fourth is the eve of it, and the twenty fifth is the day of it. So. So yeah. So these. So we have. We have. Uh, and, and when believers, when New Testament believers start really embracing the Hebrew culture, it only enhances us, folks. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why there's no stability. Uh, and 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 it's almost like. The modern culture is able to just stomp all over us because we don't have culture behind us. We're always trying to we're always trying to defend a culture that has already betrayed the God that we believe in. So it's like we're trying to force people to believe a God that we don't even care about what he thinks about stuff.
1: And some people could say learning all this extra stuff and it's just Jesus we need in the Bible and I mean, you don't have to learn all the extra stuff, but if you're gonna meet someone who's asking why you believe what you believe, and you can't back it up you're saying, cause my mom or my dad raised me in this, my grandma raised me in this. So you can't back it up with like, literally scientific and historical evidence of why. And, you know, obviously it's personal, but this helps. Like especially if you're trying Absolutely. to talk to a non-believer about Jesus Christ and they ask you because a lot of, they do that all the time like why do you believe this like, there's no and then sometimes they can say there's no historical evidence and you won't know if it's true or not because you don't study <laughs> historical evidence.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's so. very, true. very true. And then you get you get the, the reality that you know uh, there is that reality where you know why, like why does an atheist know that his name is Yeshua? You know, you know, why why does the atheist know that and, and, and why do you you know why why are you going to church feeling uh, you know pressure when they tell you to turn to a certain book and do you know what I you know what I did? I, gotta keep that up. I got kicked out. that I I got in so much trouble. I didn't out. I got in so much trouble at the church. You so know what I did one time? I preached a message and told everybody to go to the book of Hezekiah, and there is no book of Hezekiah, but you watch the entire church, you know what I mean? looking for the book of Hezekiah and so then I said I don't know what's going on in this church but we need revival and I did not realize how angry the pastor got it because I said that but I didn't know what was going on in that church and it desperately needed revival (laughs) because they all like you just watch and I turn around because I remember being thrown off like the pastor was looking for the book of Hezekiah and I'm like (gasps) you, you know like you guys, like you guys are bugging, you. Know, and it's like, I and I, many of you want to know why is Duke so weird. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. It's because I've seen the nonsense. His beard's weird. His beard's weird. His beard's weird. I've seen the nonsense for so long, and I've seen how hurt people are by wordless, spiritless leadership but they just like the concept and so they just become weird but they have no fundamental principle and just like second timothy chapter uh, four said you know there's going to come a generation that doesn't that they don't want to handle sound doctrine and so because they don't want to handle sound doctrine you know it's like hey you're gonna get what you get you know and, and like i know that you want to believe that it, it's it's just so simple but if you understood the danger you were in you know like oh the reason why you walk outside and there's all of these literal signs trying to get inside of your brain and you realize everything is about keeping your mind off the will of god Oh so in, everything is vanity. It's just and you gotta be careful with that I'm gonna I give solid I know you said I know that's your boy. And she said that this book justifies me. <laughs> <laughs> uh he was going what, through. You're yeah, going she, through. yeah, yeah. He was definitely going through, man. Uh, you know, it's just when you start to see everything for what it really is, it's like, oh man, you know, uh yeah everything is meaningless you know but so what we're doing is uh we're going through this book you know uh, you want to tell about the book again
1: yeah and let's get back to it i'm gonna start a little bit like before so we'll yeah yeah it, but um it's called the encountering the old testament so by bill t arnold and brian e Byer. so let me go back to page five of five hundred and thirty seven all right so okay so let's uh let's start off with okay the conviction that the bible is divinely inspired has important implications has important implications for christians today first it means that the bible is trustworthy we can trust it to provide reliable information in all it affirms it provides many insights into history of god's people and it also describes god's plan for the world and for our lives it reveals life's highest meaning and purpose and tells us how to become all we were created to be second divine inspiration means that the bible is authoritative because it is god's word and it speaks with divine authority it calls us to read it to understand the implications of its message and to submit to it and it remains god's truth whether we choose to submit to it the bible boldly sets before its readers two choices to obey god's will or to oppose it god's servant moses even called God's word life itself, Deuteronomy 32 47. The textual transmission, how did we get the Bible? We can read the Bible today because of the faithful work of many individuals over several generations. These individuals, called scribes, copied God's word by hand, taking great care to maintain its accuracy. Scribes care in the the Old Testament text, described in the ancient world. Scribes play a crucial role in the ancient world's faithful transmission of accurate information was an important aspect of society. Kings counted on scribes to record royal edicts and administrative officials needed to scribes to record significant business transactions. Mistakes could have serious implications, political, economic, or otherwise. Scribes who who copied the biblical text believed they were copying the very word of God. Now I want you to
0: remember this, folks. When when she says uh, the the kings depended on scribes, Okay. when she says kings... This is very important because if you're in politics at all, if you're in politics at all, you have to understand just because you're political did not mean you didn't have to encounter uh, spirituality because the kings depended on scribes to record historical, spiritual, geographical uh they you know, know, scientific. They
1: still have modern scribes, like you know, in the courtroom, and then that person has to type the, every right, word. Yeah. right.
0: They have to type every word that's being said, and so I, th- I find it funny the arrogance of modern culture thinking that it does not need the fundamental foundations yeah. of uh, our predecessors, uh, because all we're doing is dealing with the knowledge of our predecessors, and for the, the for the kings that developed culture as we know it today, that we have borrowed from, taken from. Uh, even plagiarized, Mm -hmm. (laughs) came from kings thousands of years ago. If you actually think the president, uh, who, you know, I'm not going to go there, but if you have, you know, even even the position of presidents are biblical. Uh, Judges, biblical. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's the the law, biblical. You know, and so when you start saying, hey, there's this part of you that's going to try to escape the influence of the Bible worldwide, and and many of many people when they do the Bible burnings and things like that, many people are saying that's what we need. We need to get from under the influence of the Bible. We need to find a new way to think outside of the Word of God. And I'm like, of course you're going to think that because you haven't actually read it. That's also biblical. That's also <laughs> biblical. It's like it's
1: like, and people like. Like burning the Bible, is even it, it even shows like they scared of it, like scared of what it could do, do because it is true. If it didn't have any meaning or wasn't powerful,
0: why burn it? Like, right, why you just leave it alone. family, we've been talking too long. We're gonna play some music. So yeah, so we're, we're back. On. We're, I just had to let the the music people because so we're so we're doing it triple, guys. We're really we're doing our our podcast. We're doing the uh radio show we're doing the internet show all at the same time so i want you guys to be aware of why we have to make certain pauses uh because you guys are seeing this live but so we do the podcast radio show like we practically are doing everything trying to reach as many people yeah as possible by the way don't forget sunrise music festival this weekend you know that we're going to be there please come out and support you guys know that we are uh being sued by Lynn Haven Mall, we, and we're being sued for $12,000 by Lynn Haven Mall. Um, we need you guys, man. We need you guys' support. We need you guys' help. Please go to comingsoonjesus.org, get the Coming Soon Jesus shirt, uh, and help us out. What's up? It
1: was just cool how the uh, the the last day of um, sunrises.
0: Um, On the Day of Atonement?
1: Yeah, it's like the Eve.
0: The, the Eve, Eve of Day yeah. of Atonement? That's powerful. Yes. The sun. And then
1: obviously the twenty second, it's
0: the Sabbath. So yeah, it's just crazy how that. That that was, that was that set. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's Sunrise Music Festival. Make sure Torin Wells is gonna be here, uh, for that. So make sure you guys uh are, are here to check it out. And so again, um, the, the the but what I was telling you guys that I wanted to get back to is that this idea that yo, we can disprove the Bible without even reading it is absurd because all the other books that have come from society, yeah. we've taken those. Yeah. But literally just, you know, just, no, I don't want the Bible to be true. So that's why I don't need this book. I, I just don't want it to be true. And I've seen a lot of people do this, where because things don't turn out the way they want to, that's how they determine whether they believe God or not. Yeah.
1: No, that's hundred percent true. And I didn't realize people truly did that until I met one. Um right. this one guy's customer, he did buy something, he did support, which was crazy, but he did support, but he said he was um Muslim. And I was like, I asked he was Christian, but he turned Muslim and told me why. He said because it worked out better for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was like okay and i actually yeah. said i was like so you chose a religion because it worked or you chose a belief system because it worked out better for you
0: yes like, and, and people will do it and it just
1: it didn't i was like okay I'll
0: write to you then yeah people will absolutely do it listen feel free if you're on the stream just go to the coming soon jesus t-shirts page uh or the current fm page if you want to leave a comment uh that's how it will show up live on the feed if there's something that you want us to address Uh, If you're you're involved in the conversation, Um, I'm also going to put up here the information for our podcast. If you want to listen to this later, uh, if you want to listen to the podcast. So there's a lot going on that we are addressing. And so uh, this is going to be a journey, guys, and we want you to be on this journey with us. Um, So here's how our schedule actually looks. Um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and Monday, uh, pretty much up to Tuesday, our travel days and then uh of course we uh you know we do the radio show uh you know in the mornings but we're trying to get to 50 states in 52 weeks uh and so we're our goal is to get a million shirts out in one year we're trying to get the F, uh, current fm a new tower which costs about seventy five thousand dollars we're also trying to build a television network we're also you know, we've got a lot going on. We're also trying to uh, uh, empower missionaries across the country and create movement. So we're with this one, with us trying to get 1 million believers in, in one year, it is an extremely important thing, which we have a ministry in Africa that's really growing. Uh, and, and I don't, you know, we don't take that lightly. But of course, without the support of you guys, there's not much we can do. We also have... Um, the hoodies for the homeless program where we're trying to get as many homeless people in the coming soon jesus shirts as possible what are we trying to do we're trying to show tell everybody that jesus is coming soon that yeshua is coming soon and we're, we're trying to spread that message uh, to as many people as possible and we need your help to do that uh so that we can break out a, a movement of evangelism like never before uh, that's that's what the, the the purpose of this is. So we want you guys to be a part of this. Uh we hope that you're a part of this. But let's go and continue where we still left off.
1: Okay, talking about the scribes in the ancient world. Um scribes played a crucial role in the ancient world. Faithful transmission of accurate information was an important aspect of society. Kings counted on scribes to record royal edicts and administrative 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 um, officials needed scribes to report significant business transactions mistakes could have serious implications political economic or otherwise the scribes who copied the biblical text believed they were copying the very words of God consequently um, they took great care to preserve the copies they had received one of the most important groups of scribes was the Masorites yep. Masorites the Masorites a, from 500 AD to a thousand um, worked to preserve the Old Testament text they had received. They wanted to ensure the accurate understanding of the text and its faith, faithful transmission to subsequent, subsequent generations. They received their name from the Mezorah, a complex system of markings they developed to achieve their purpose. The Mezorites took three significant steps to ensure textual accuracy. First, they developed a system for writing vowels. Until this time, written Hebrew contained only consonants, They, though by this time a few consonants were sometimes used to indicate certain vowels. The Mesorites developed this vowel system to preserve in written form the oral tradition they had received from earlier generations. Second, the Meserites developed a system of ancient Hebrew texts. These accents assisted the readers in pronouncing the text, but also showed the relationship of various words and phrases in a sentence to one another. Thus, they helped to clarify many difficult passages. Third, the Mesorites developed a system of detailed notes on the text. These notes provided a, a means to check the accuracy of a copied text. Today, we can produce identical manuscripts on a computer or a copier, but Mas- the had to produce them by hand. The Hebrew word for scribe means counter. And the Mesorites counted every.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you? <laughs> you know, Faith does this thing where she goes the way I went da da, da, da da So, do you get some perspective of why I get annoyed when you guys act so overwhelmed? When it's like, dude, if I ask you to write the Bible by hand, and you're like, I'm, not, I'm not typing. They wrote the Bible by hand. by hand. Oh, this is, this is the, these are the scribes. This is not, so this is not Gutenberg press. This is, these are the scribes. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to get people to understand for us to just be so dismissive. And it's, it's the same reason why we're dismissive with our mothers and fathers is the same exact spirit, but to be so dismissive with the word of God, when there were scribes, that wrote down what they saw, what the king said, what the king did, what God said, what God, what the prophet said. They were not separated. The, the scientists and the prophets were this working together. After
1: Jesus, so they believe so deeply that. what... oh, believed, this is before
0: even before Jesus described. Oh, yeah, it. I'm just talking about certain yeah. this. this yeah,
1: the, the, the Masoret. But um, they believe so deep, like like after Jesus, a thousand years after him. They believe so deeply that they wrote it over and over again by hand. That's not just one time. One time would be enough for me. But they did it over and over again. Like, that's insane.
0: Folks, we're talking about writing. So, when we're dismissive with the Bible, when we're dismissive with the Word of God, I want you, there are people who dedicated their entire lives to writing this. Now I know that there's going to be somebody out there that goes Well, there's people that are dedicated their entire lives to comic books and this and that, right? And I and I'm like, hey, I get it, I get it, but this came first. Yeah. And not only that, the continuity scrolled out from thousands of years, mm-hmm. kept in context. Look how look how modern day like the story of Zeus and uh, the modern day uh, fables and fantasies, right? they're not even the the, the res, you it's like the resist you can't resist taking liberties yeah. you know what I mean with the word of God there were no liberties taken mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. like you, you and it's so funny that the more they do archaeology and then you know when 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 people say they don't care they they think they're saying I don't feel like finding out information about this mm-hmm. but what they're really saying is I'm not a careful person with my own soul. I'm a reckless person with my own soul. The reason why is because when there's continuous discoveries
2: yeah.
0: of archeo- archaeological finds and, hey, this town actually did exist and this wasn't a fable, and, and, and there's something constantly proving that the way you thought in your approach to- towards the word of God is off, how can you not see... Your own errors, your own foolishness, your own wickedness, your own stubbornness. How can you not see that what you believed was off? And for us to be so, you know, uh, you know, arrogant to just say, no, I'm gonna just stick with what I thought. You know, clearly knowing the error is is absolutely these scribes, these scribes were so committed. To write the word of God.
1: A, a lot of times, like I was just looking up to make sure uh, John three nineteen that all this proof can happen, but people just for some reason people just don't want to believe it, and I think it's because they can't under like they with their old ways they want, don't want to get rid of rid of rid of their worldly ways. John three nineteen says uh, the King James version. This is the condemnation. The light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So, <laughs> people just don't want to give up those evil deeds, and they can't come into the light because they're held back by that. And then,
0: and and the truth is, we like guys. That's why he's like you know. That's why the Messiah says things like in Revelation. It's like, dude, be hot or cold. Yeah. It's it's okay if you're cold. Get out of the way. you yeah, they're not throw you up. Right. Just get out of the way. If you're cold, mm-hmm. then be cold. Just get out of the way. Stop talking. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the problem is that we got this group of cowards that just don't want to be left out of anything. Yeah. And so what they do is they, instead of just denouncing the faith or walking away, they keep staying involved and trying to, well, how do we know God doesn't want this? And how do we know God? And now, and, and like the atheist, the atheist actually wants purity. Yeah. The, the atheist is actually the person that's saying, I just don't want to be a fool. Yeah. I'm not just going to believe anything you say because you say it. Yeah. You know, if they see no evidence, because the biggest evidence in scripture confirms this, the biggest evidence is going to be our lifestyle, the way we live. And, 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 and watch this, not even just the way we live as in, we do everything right. It's like, can we admit when we're wrong? Yeah. Can we, can we identify when we're flawed, when we're veering off, when we're making mistakes, when we don't say everything right, you know, uh, can we admit when we're, we're not pleasing to God? Or is there always going to be some justification that justifies why we're acting like complete idiots? You know what I mean? Is there it's like, can you say, Yeah, I was in the flesh. I wasn't acting like a man of God. Oh yeah, I was in no, I was acting pretty stupid there, or I was acting faithless there. You know, or is it like the reason why I did this was because you know, um, you know, God's anointed me to do that. like what wait. nah dude, you're just weird and stupid. You know what I mean? And I and I don't think people really understand that when you're just being weird and stupid, which is a real place. Okay, I'm not being insensitive it's a real place being weird and stupid is a real place uh, and, and and this is where you know people don't want this is where it uh, it does get uncomfortable but you're creating the discomfort faith just gave everybody a, a a way out by just saying hey look life light has come into the world but people love evil right you know listen I, I guys if you think that I'm proud of my bad moments, especially the last couple of years, you know, I had to battle, you know, alcohol real bad. I was battling, uh, you, know, you know, all types of stuff, dealing with depression. You know, I was battling. Now, dude, I was battling for my life, guys, trying to keep this kiosk open. And I, I, I genuinely watched how much the body of Christ genuinely does not care. And I had to. I tried even to make myself the problem, where it was like, "Oh, it's not the body of Christ, dude, kids. This is like, no." You know,
1: a lot of times they don't understand because they have jobs. that didn't actually have a vision. Like, there's few people that God gives a direct vision to to do something great because there's people who can't handle that. But so a lot of majority of the people won't understand why you're doing this, even though
0: she was about know. to say, "Why you're crazy?"
1: No, I was to that, but. why you're doing this and why you keep doing it because a lot of people are selfish so they don't understand why people are like some people are selfless like especially that come from god
0: well there's so in the military like that's one of the things that happens to soldiers and the struggle uh that, that a lot of soldiers have is because the soldiers Come from a world where we find out the world doesn't revolve around us, and that the way the only way we're really going to protect this country is if we're willing to lay our life down, right? Yeah. And so we lo- we watch our friends get killed. We watch we, we we form relationships with people that have this understanding that and this camaraderie, and we have this understanding that, hey guys, this is for real. We have to protect this, even if you join the military for selfish reasons, right? You still have this understanding that that yeah oh yeah this is bigger than us uh yeah this is this is something that we've got to do and then
1: that's why you, they that's why they uh shave they shave everybody's heads head. yeah they, they break them down they break their I you know I watched a video about uh, marine boot camp but um they break their personalities down so when they're yelling at people all the same way it's not because they don't like you or actually they don't they like don't you like but
0: you're a civilian like, they don't yeah, like you
1: they don't like you because you're you're just a selfish thinking about yourself mama's boy um, mama's girl daddy's girl whatever but in the military you're one unit you're one brain and you need to learn how to think together
0: right <laughs> right because so so in, in a sense it's it's strange because in a sense what happens is you know you're invited to a higher conversation yeah. But but that means you're losing your American right. You're losing your right. In order to protect this country, you 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 walk into a world of sacrifice. And then when you when you get out of the military, you're going back into a world that's selfish. And so you're trying to be on a job where you're building this corporation, you're building this company, you're trying to work for these people, but they only think about themselves. And your 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 um, your your other employees i don't know what i forgot the name we call them but you know the people that you normally would see as comrades are really just they're yeah. out for themselves everybody's out for a paycheck co-worker, co-worker. yeah, yeah well, the, the, your co-workers are out for a paycheck when you were actually trying to build something oh, yeah. you know and, and so yeah you know, and, and then, then they you, betray you in the workplace because yeah, you, you work too hard All of, right, yeah. and next thing you know you're going insane yeah. because you did something from the heart, mm-hmm. and the heart doesn't matter in the real world, you know, because you're you're back in civilian world yeah. and you're like, This is what I was protecting. Yeah. yeah, this is what you were protecting, you know, and so if and so when you find Jesus and the prophets, Jesus before Jesus gave his life, before Jesus gave his life, he cries outside Jerusalem. It was Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that kills the prophets. Like, like the kingdom of God is sending you dedicated, committed people. Yeah and you're not getting it you're you're you support all the dumb stuff but but when it comes to the people that god is sending, that's saying 24 hours a day they're always on ready to go ready to serve the gospel you don't help those people matter of fact you persecute those people and so i do have a responsibility to say dude well what what's the point in giving people a reason to not support you and that's when i realized yeah. oh if I get in my feelings, like, if you look at God's consistency, right? If you look at God's consistency, when nobody believed him, nobody supported him, nobody helped him, he just kept going. Yeah, he went to disappear. The and down. then it's like, oh, I get it. You know what I mean? Oh, I get it. And so I realized that getting into my feels is like, dude, that all you're going to do is fuel more people to not That's believe.
1: That's why we want to travel and everything and we want to do Stuff outside of Virginia, because a prophet
0: it is not without honor. And we've, we have tested that uh, scripture to the core. It's yeah. true that there is no respect for a prophet. And
1: and our message will like, thir- Virginia is the 13th most Christian state. Yeah. So that means there's 12 other states. We're going to go obviously we want to get all over, but to start off, we're going to get to those 12 states that have yeah, 12 other states, because
0: virginia ain't yeah. even feeling it so 13th, <laughs> and it's funny 13th
1: and 13th is like supposed to be a really unlucky
0: <laughs> right it's like, i'm sorry bro Like i'm sorry bro you're in the 13th <laughs> they gonna talk like they want to get stuff done but they don't yeah, you know so. what i mean and now i do know that if there that there are, are going to be people that god is sending here because that was prophesied yeah. that god was going to be sending people you know to virginia to bring forth revival but if you're born in virginia run maybe we need to get out to
1: bring revival
0: you do you know it's a launching pad for revival you know but uh but if you're trying if you're from virginia the last place you need to be well if you have a mission for god you want to start a business or whatever go for it but if you're from virginia and you are trying to do ministry you know at at least get three hours out but you you Don't try to do it in your hometown. You know, Jesus himself tried to do a miracle in his hometown. And he said there he could do no miracle because of the people's disbelief. Mm -hmm. Because it's hard to believe people you're familiar with.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, I grew up with this guy. and Now he's saying he's insane. When he's also, when it was funny, because he really, like, since he was, like, 12, like, that's when we first really um, heard of him preaching. But when he was 12 he even said don't you when you know i'm about my father's business
0: because his parents were yeah. familiar yeah, with son. him
1: because he was talking to mary and Joseph, and they were freaking out because they, they he went missing for two three days and she was freaking out and she was like she was like where are you like where were you and she, and he was like when you know i'm about my father's business like didn't, did you forget that the reason like how you had me <laughs> like
0: i think that's one of the reasons why i love coming soon jesus so much because we don't have to like pretend to be something else oh yeah like people know when we show up one way or another, we're going to talk about God uh, or like,
1: like we were just in not Kentucky. We were in Daytona, Daytona, Florida. And we were just trying to, everyone was just trying to chill. It was like 10 o'clock at night. And um, we just had (laughs) the sudden urge to go to the pool at 10 o'clock at night. And we were in the hot tub and it was legit stormy outside too, at the same time. Right. So lightning and everything. Um and we just sat in the hot tub and then one by one, like a bunch of people came over <laughs> just to chill, just to chill. Like the first group was like a group of teenage boys, and they were talking, and I heard them say this, like you were and then you start talking about God, and you start saying how you're preaching and they were asking about the church and everything, and the uh three boys were paying close attention, and then I heard this one guy, the one would say, Let's check out those girls over there, and then the boy beside him was like I wanna hear what this preacher gonna say about the girls.
0: <laughs> that was that was crazy. That was hilarious. I had just prayed and said, Come on, God, you know, yeah. everywhere we go, we you know, like like come on, God, like Yeah, uh,
1: you had four teenage boys in there, uh, another believer. Uh, she was kind of from the south side though, but she was a believer, she, she was right, right. She was a believer, four teenage boys and Jehovah Witnesses. Then and the Jehovah, <laughs> then
0: the atheist showed up. Yeah. The atheist, the atheist showed up. Now, what was crazy is the one uh the guy Uh, There was one guy, the truck driver guy, Mm -hmm. and he was just like, how do I join you guys group? And it was like, wow, like, look what God can do just by being available, just by being available and being like, so for us guys, walking the word of God is more of a reality, not just a religion that we believe or, or anything like this is, this is who we are. You know, this is what we do. So this is our life, uh, where we know that there are people who love God and, uh, with everything they have, they're just we're just. This is our life. This is what we're gonna live and die doing. And so for us, it's just, it's it's just that it's it's uh, it's our it's our lifestyle, you know. And so uh, there are things that, guys, we don't want. We don't mean to be annoying. We just don't care that we are. It's
1: funny, like now that you <laughs> people realize the truth about Hollywood and all of this, like how it's really fake, and it's easier to be. A believer and to do what we're doing rather than trying to be fake in Hollywood because it's like used it to think it is like so like, especially it just like spe- like this generation tells so much and exposes so much <laughs> that they don't like they're making me become more a believer and stay what I'm what I'm doing like I do not want to become um famous for the world I do not want to become I don't know want to go to Hollywood unless I'm ministering to Hollywood and trying to you know turn them to Jesus but
0: they, made it, not, they made it pretty yeah, easy they for they made you. it pretty
1: easy to stay with God. Yeah,
0: you know, and, and I, the reason why I think that is is because...
1: And I'm not saying it's going to be, just because you come to Christ, it's going to be easy. What I'm saying is that it's the truth, and I'd rather die, you know, believing the truth and fighting for the truth than to die in the world. And then, yeah. yeah,
0: and it, it'd be different if the distractions weren't so obvious... But I I guess, I guess I I can honestly say, I I, I suppose it's actually when you, when you don't know the word of God at all, it's easier to believe what's been presented to you on, on, in that consistent way.
1: Yeah. And and it's sad for that. I really do feel bad for people who really, um, Mm -hmm. who, who personally haven't heard the word of God or haven't read the Bible, but that like people say uh, there was one guy at the mall. When I know there was one that like Crystal said that he never read the Bible, but there was other guy. He was he was in the past he was a Muslim, but now he's a atheist. And I'm just like, and he was asking about art stuff and everything. And he was like, how can you believe God when He's never shown Himself to you? And I was like, at when I was like, you couldn't handle <laughs> God showing Himself to you. Like you couldn't handle it.
0: Like he's doing you a favor. And he was so
1: prideful to think that well, if God really wants me to become a believer he would, he would show himself to me. And I was like, well, what about this for Our conversation and how your business is right beside, like 10 feet away from our business, that not a sign. Oh, that's good. And he, you know, and there's some people who refuse to believe. So he was just, he just thought it was a coincidence. Everything's a coincidence, but it can't be a sign. Like, and the same thing that some, I actually, when we were in church this past, this past week, um, it, the the pastor Thomas was saying, or no, no, it was the youth group. It was we were not the youth group, the young adult group. We were talking about that just because you want a, you want a sign, God will give you a sign, but because you don't understand it or you you think it's just going to be uh, Emily, you have to do this. You, you want it like that, but God's going to give you a sign, but just because you weren't listening or paying full attention, you missed the sign. <laughs> it's like because you're not paying attention and you're not doing all you can do to. Make sure that you're listening to God and your ears are open, your eyes are open. So, because you can be listening, you can be listening, but not hearing and understanding and taking in the words.
0: of Oh, life. for sure, you know. And and, and so so, um, just so everybody knows where we're coming from, we're, we're, we're right. We're, we're, you want to tell you got to do the recap on yeah. So,
1: encountering the Old Testament, and right now we're talking about um, the scribes and the ancient world, um, the Meserites those scribes uh, from 500 AD to uh, from 580 to, to 1000 um, and basically say sorry but basically saying like what they did and what like they had to write rewrite the Bible by hand over and over again and they also had to do a bunch of other stuff for political economic and um, business transactions right they did but they really believed that what they were writing which it's true but they were believing what they were writing was by was God's word, and they wrote it over and over again. So imagine the carpal tunnel syndrome they had. <laughs> but, right, uh, um, <laughs> right, So, so by hand, and it wasn't, and and you think that was hard enough, and it wasn't. They were we were running with a pen that we have today, like right. they had like the quill, and they had the the feather. Like it was, it was harder. That they didn't just have a regular and click, click pen that you could just be like, or better the pencil, the regular pencil. Like it was. You had a definite, like,
0: imagine that. Well, no, see, and that's what I'm saying is that, you know, we we like to complicate things and that like people think I'm difficult. And I'm like, no, folks, listen, if you want to know why drill sergeants scream and yell, and that's kind of what happens to me a lot of times, it's because it's the rebellion in us. If you knew what was laid down for us, you would understand that it is pure evil trying to keep you away from the word of God. Um, but let me yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm keep reading. So um,
1: the Hebrew word for scribe means counter, and the Mesorites counted everything in the text. So not even they, they had to count everything, not even <laughs> write everything. They had to count everything in text. They knew, for example, that the Torah was the first five books of the old Testament contained 495, Four hundred thousand nine hundred forty-five. Wait, no, is that right? Yeah. yeah. So over 400,000 words <laughs> in the first five books of the Torah. The Torah. The, the Torah. So 400, over 400,000 words. That is insane. Oh, not words. Oh, my God. Letters. Sorry. Letters. Letters. Four, still, 400,000 letters in the, the first five books of the Bible.
0: People, let say, say it again. Say it again.
1: So the first five books of the Bible of the Old Testament contained for the Torah, over 400,000, like (laughs) 55 words less than 500,000, 400,000 letters. Jeez. And, okay, so they knew that the Torah's middle word was the Hebrew word for it translated inquired in Leviticus 10, 16. They knew... They, um, they knew the Torah's middle letter and was in Hebrew word translated belly, in Leviticus 11:42. Let me read, it, read that. Okay. So I'm gonna actually read it from the beginning. Okay. So the Hebrew word for scribe means counter, and the Masoretes counted everything in text they knew. For example, the Torah was the first five books of the Old Testament it contained 495, 445,000 um, letters. They knew that the Torah's middle word was the Hebrew word translated inquired. In Leviticus 10.16, they knew Torah's middle letter was in the Hebrew word translated belly in Leviticus 11.42. <coughs> such knowledge may be seem, seem trivial to us. The Meserites knew such information was vital to their careful preservation of biblical text. We benefit greatly from their diligent work. So because they paid such attention to what the words meant, like, that's insane. Like They didn't just try to cut corners <laughs> that's insane <laughs> like I, don't, I couldn't imagine doing this and they had to do that like they had to copy word for word letter for letter and break it down so we could understand it today and we could get it today and we, could, we have a copy of it today because they didn't cut corners
0: and and this is what i mean is that when I think about the passion, when you when you meet somebody who really authentically loves the Word of God, and and you you're looking at somebody who, who when you when you meet that person and they're a headache to you because yep. all they want to talk about is God, and you're talking to somebody who understands what went into the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And then and they take when you see someone who is passionate about the universe and stars and yeah. and you watch and and the only thing you're passionate about is you know football, football, game. football <laughs> game the next <laughs> f- uh, <New laughs> football, the next football game you understand why because when you're in tune with life you you determine what you're in tune with You're either going to be in tune with man's constructs, man's societies, man's, or you're going to be, and there's nothing wrong with football, but it's like, don't get upset when, like, I remember uh, like being around my friends and family, and I would, like, I'm watching the football game, I'm enjoying the football game, and I love the football game but I can't help to see the principles of God in the football game and I'm like dude this reminds me of this this reminds me of that this reminds me of this and I'm and I'm excited about it and everyone's like oh Duke shut up not everything not everything is based off the Bible and I'm like wait wait now we have a problem I was I was enjoying the game because of my understanding of the word of game of the word of God and it's like <clears throat> like I enjoy talking about politics because I understand the word of God, but you're now saying that not everything in the world is built off the word of God? Yeah. But it says, in the beginning was the word. Yeah. The world wasn't even the beginning. Yeah. It's the word, it's the beginning. And without the word was nothing made. So literally, even the NFL, the WWE, all of these. Things that we've built our society around, hotels, uh, all these businesses, nothing is without, nothing succeeds without the word of God.
1: Like mo- a lot of these businesses, like, um, say, for example, John T. Hewitt's book. Um, right. The book, he said he was able to be successful in his business because of biblical principles.
0: And he, he's a, a multi millionaire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, he's you know, and and you know, multiple companies, you know, uh, and and this is what I'm saying is that the mil- I, we saw in the military, they use biblical mil- uh, principles in the military, and so it, it seems like, the, but the struggle is to get the people that say they believe. It's like, dude, this is what the lukewarm does, and, and they don't they don't they don't know that they're lukewarm, but this is what the lukewarm does. They convince themselves that that they mean. It's like God knows my heart, and I saw yeah, this does. one meme. Yes, yeah, I saw. I saw the meme that says, "And that should scare you." Oh, that's funny. It's just, oh God, God knows my. Heart. It's like, and that should scare yeah. you because in your heart is where you've already made the decision that God doesn't come first in your life. Yeah.
1: and, and that, that's a one-way ticket. <laughs>
0: Well, you went there, no? Because no, you're like, Dad, I did I go too hard? I know. No, I know. I you know. didn't. You, this is what it is. sweetie. This, huh? is, this is what it is. <laughs> and, and we've got to be honest. If want. you know, I think about the boldness of a doctor. We go to the doctor. We go to the doctor, and say, "Doc, tell us what's wrong with us." But mm-hmm. we go to the preacher and say, "Make us feel good, or else." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes <clears throat> complete sense.
0: And it's like, wait a minute. We we go to the doctor. We go to the doctor. and It's like, hey, doc, out anything you say is wrong. You go in for get a blood test, and they're like, hey, man, you got three days to live. You're like, oh no, I got three yeah. days to live. I kind
1: of like it how God or Jesus discipled, yeah, same thing. But they discipled a, a doctor in Luke, right? So I'm, it's just funny how that works.
0: I want you to think about this. You can go in for a basic check. Mm-hmm. And the doctor says, Did you were you aware that you had HIV? Were you aware that? And you will take whatever the doctor says at Facebook. Next thing you know, you're calling everybody, telling everybody, you know, this is this is going on, this is going on, this is going on. Um, and, and you won't even question it. Yeah, you know, and for those that do, they say, I need a second opinion, you go to second, opinion, and you keep trying to find someone until someone tells you, you know, now here's the thing. When a doctor still says, there's nothing else we can do. And your face, and and somebody comes and says, let me pray with you. And you're like, oh, I don't believe in that. I've seen this. And I'm like, you think that that's disbelief? That's actually belief. That person believes. There is no God. The doctors are the final say so. And they're literally showing you the commitment that they have to what they believe to what they believe they're showing you when they reject prayer because they believe the doctor has given the final say so when they reject that that rejection is showing where their faithfulness is to to that means the, the direction of their faith is directed you you see what i mean
1: it's, faith in God. it's, faith it's in not
0: anything. in God. Their faith, their faith is directed to what the doctor said. If the doctor says they have three days, they have three days. Now, this is the thing: is I'm okay with people who reject. Like, listen, guys, get out of the way. The indecisive garbage—that's the part that 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 drives you know me insane. That's the part that God's gonna throw up. He's gonna vomit you out of. The, that means violently reject. You're going to vomit you out of, that's a thrusting rejection, yeah. you know, uh, because, because you're, you're constantly trying to can not only convince yourself, but convince others that your ineffectiveness is going to please God. When God is thinking about how many words is that again? These people wrote this by hand, people. How many words? Four,
1: four hundred nine, not four hundred thousand nine hundred and forty five words.
0: <laughs> words. 940 Not letters. letters. letters, letters. They wrote the. They wrote these by hands. The early scribes wrote this by hand. Yeah,
1: I can't even. I feel a struggle writing five hundred typing five hundred words.
0: Right. So, and and me. and this is what I'm saying about when we're dismissive with the Old Testament, when we're dismissive with the Day of Atonement, which is coming up by now, yeah. guys. If I now is the time. OK, now is the time for everybody to to get, you know, reconcile with yourself, reconcile with God, reconcile with, you know, your family members, your friends, anyone that you've sinned against or sinned against you. Reconcile that. Take that. Get that mess off of you. You know what I mean? Get that mess off of you so you can walk in the true authority of who God called you to be. I mean, you know. And when you look at everything that's going on in today's society, you look at biblical prophecy, which I suggest everybody start studying. Uh, and, you know, get your mind on the things of God. You know, here we've got this. This is a great book that you you might want to check out. Uh, keep your things on the higher things of God. Get out of the, the dumb stuff because it's not it, the, in, in it is no salvation. In it, you you know, in it, it is no redemption. In it, it is no reconciliation. You know, when you're, you know, I know it might make you feel good, but it's like, dang, man, you can give yourself to your football team, to the Cowboys, and they still disappoint you. You can get yourself to Green Bay, they still disappoint you. But when you give yourself to God and you keep yourself, when you understand that this is the God of the universe, that he's created all things and he's willing to have a conversation with you let me tell you atheist, something because i love you guys because i know why you're atheists and i understand the the ridiculous things you've seen i understand the lack of commitment i understand the lack of concentration i understand the, the the lack of consistency i understand the craziness that you've seen when you look at religion especially christians i know that you even have this this self-righteous feeling, like, but the Christians caused the dark ages, the Christians caused this, and the Christians, I get all of that. But I want you to remember something. God could have abandoned us all. Oh yeah. Because he didn't come here to set up a religion. Yeah,
1: no, never said that.
0: God's God's consistency is that he's trying to to get his nature to rise up in us, he's not—he's not confused about what he created. And so, when you say things like, "Well, I'm not going to serve a God that uh, allows handicapped children," and I'm like, "Dude, do you know that those children that are autistic, those children that have learning disabilities, those children often those anchor families." To not get caught up in the greed, not get caught up in the chaos. And a lot of times, the kids with disabilities are actually the the, the most powerful things.
1: Yeah, no, for real. Um, the but uh, a bunch of people who were born with handicaps and no arms no legs are powerful men and women of God today. Right. And if they say that they had been born with everybody part, then that would leave out a certain gratefulness for, for from for God. Like it would. Right. They would. They. Because they wouldn't know what it feels like to be without it, they would just be a regular person. That testimony of the is now gone. Yeah, yeah. So them having new the ones probably saved their soul.
0: And not only that, the the, the way I, the families that I have seen, the families that I've seen, that just the love that you see that comes from them.
1: Yeah, a lot of we've even had customers who had yeah. autistic um, sons and daughters, and. They supported they support what we did and they like they love god for how like for why they have their son here and they they're thankful for their son like because it it keeps them grounded and it right. makes them humble
0: because it's so easy yeah. it's so easy to to lose yourself yeah. especially when it comes to success mm-hmm. especially when it comes to you know um arrogance it's so easy to lose yourself and say oh my family is so awesome you know all my kids are healthy and and you can lose yourself and be like oh yeah this is the way it had to be and it's like no it didn't it didn't have to be this way this what you're witnessing is the goodness of god uh because it could have turned out completely different Mm -hmm. but again when i think about the fact that these people wrote the bible these scribes by hand, by hand, and we're dismissive with what they were delicate with. Yeah,
1: they were. Yeah,
0: no. That that's that's like your mother putting together this wonderful meal for you, and you're like, eh, "I only got to take bits and pieces or, out of
1: it." Or that's that's a good one. Or even when if you your great grandmother, your great grandmother had this wonderful recipe that's like no other recipe because unique. Then she passes it to your grandmother, then she passes it to your mother, then she passes it to your mother, then you lose it.
0: Right.
1: Or don't add an ingredient.
0: Right. Or take out
1: a page of the recipe.
0: That's that's really good. So it's
1: exactly it's exactly like that.
0: Yeah, let's let's keep reading. Okay. Alright. So Maserat, the Maserets knew that
1: information was vital and vital to the caref- their careful preservation of biblical texts. We benefit greatly from their j- diligent work. Transmission in the original language. The vast majority of the Old Testament text was originally written in Hebrew. Though few portions, Genesis 31, verse 47, Ezra 4, 8, um, through ch- ch- chapter 4 through verse 8 through chapter 6 verse 18, um, 17, chapter 17 verse 12, through 26, Jeremiah 10, 11, Daniel 2, 4, um, through chapter seven, chapter two to chapter seven, through verse 28, written in Aramaic. Both Hebrew and Aramaic are Semitic, a Semitic languages. The land, language family: Akkadian, the language of Assyrians and Babylonians. Amorites, the Phoenician, the U- Ugarite. Ugar. What's it? U-G-A-R-I-T-I-C.
0: U-G-A-R, say U-G-
1: U-G-A-R-I-T-I-C.
0: U-G-A-R-I-T-I-C. We're gonna sound that
1: out. (laughs) U-G-A-R-I-T-I-C. Let me see if I can sound it out on Google.
0: so let me see if i can sell it out in google i know it's crazy okay spell it again
1: u-g-a-r-i-t-i-c
0: u-g-a-r
1: yogurt u-g-a-r u-g-a-r um u-g-a-r-i-t-i-c ugaritic ugaritic Ugaritic.
0: Ugaritic. 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 Got it. Ugaritic. 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 You go, girl. Ugaritic.
1: Ugaritic. Okay. So the Amorite, Phoenician, Ugaritic, Ammonite, Moabite, and Arabic. Many Hebrew copies of the Old Testament texts have come down to us. Three are most important to our study. The Mesoritic Mesorahic text
0: the Samaritan Pentateuch
1: Pentateuch yeah Pentateuch and the Dead Sea Scrolls The Mesoritic text the text comes from the Mesorites. the oldest copies of this text dates to somewhere earlier than 1000 AD however most scholars believe these couple couples copies reflect a text from about 100 AD The Mesoritic text is the most reliable Hebrew text we have the Samaritan Pentateuch the Samaritan Pentateuch as The name implies contains only Genesis through Deuteronomy, the original with the Samaritans. The Samaritans came from the intermarriage of Jews and foreigners in the territory of the Northern Kingdom after it fell to Assyria in in 722 B.C. The Samaritan Pentateuch's oldest manuscript dates about 1100 A.D., though many scholars believe it's based from the text 200 to 100 B.C. The Jews saw the Samaritans as Compromisers who had denied their faith by intermarrying with foreigners but and by adopting other teachings. The Samaritans, however, felt they preserved a more ancient and pure form of faith like Jews. They believed in one God, but they embraced only the Pentateuch as their authority and believed God had chosen the Mount Gurism, not on,
0: on. So, so I want you to think yeah. about this. Yeah. So the when you read the Bible without really pursuing the culture and understanding of the Word of God, you'll hear about the Samaritans and not realize that there was a genuine, real relationship yeah. there. So when you hear the Samaritan woman or the woman at the well, she was Samaritan, yeah. and now you see when she when she challenges Jesus and goes, "You Jews say this, this, and this, and we worship in the mountains, and we're here. This is Jacob's well here." She's showing off what she knows, because the normal encounter is that the the jewish community looked down on the samaritans for intermarriage and things like that which is funny because the american culture has more in common with the samaritan culture yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you know samaritan, what i mean yeah everything and, reaches, and yeah. now and, and and this is where i want you guys to understand something there's this ministry called one New Man ministries that you have to connect with you've got a, do yourself a favor be like Tune in to One New Man Ministry, folks. I just put the link up there. It's the number one newmanministries.org. Make sure you check it. It will bless you. It will bless you. It will bless you because they're walking you through, you know, from the old testament to the new, they're walking you through in a conversation where you're not feeling drained or you don't know anything. Like they're 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 really walking you through, getting you to understand the connection between Israel and the church and, and reconciling this powerful, beautiful relationship between Israel and the church. A lot of people believe that the church has replaced Israel. And this is not true, folks. And so I've dedicated my entire life to making sure that the reconciliation to the church in Israel happen. Uh, I dedicate my life to making sure that the will of God is manifest. So I'm like, I'm not good at everything. I'm not always good at, you know, what people want me to be good at, but I, the, because I know my position is to share the gospel and to preach the word of God and to bring the, 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 the Israel and the church together so that we can empower and reach the lost, and so that we can bring people to Yeshua, which actually the name Yeshua means salvation. Yeah. And uh, and so this is why we're you know through apologetics, I've, I've introduced you to the C.S. Lewis uh, Institute uh, through wonderful uh, friend of mine that you know I, I you know I, I, I love this family very dearly. They really did come right out of the hand of God uh, to and have been you know, such a blessing to us. You know, uh, they, you know, we're more of a, an annoyance to them, but, <laughs> but, but but they are a blessing to us. Uh, but the, the point of what I'm saying is that this opportunity that we have is that, we, you know, we want to share what God has done. We want to make it clear to you guys that the word of God is the word of God and that it's not some fallacy. But it's like, you know, I've heard people talk and talk and talk and argue with atheists. It's like, no, it's time for us to show atheists what we actually believe in, in who our God is and, and the care that he put into making sure. The funny thing is like, you would be considered a modern day scribe because you're doing it digitally. You're writing the scripture, like you have to do closed captioning. Yeah. You would be considered a modern day scribe because you have to capture kind of modern culture. And even when we are doing these interviews and we're talking about what God is doing, you kind of have to translate it into yeah. a visual and digital world, whether it's graphics, photography. So I, I, I just, you know, I first, all, I got a lot of respect for you, Faith, because of your commitment to staying focused on who God created you to be. Uh, I got a lot of respect for you for that. You know, and uh, and, 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 you know, you taking on the challenges that you've taken on you know, using your creative gift to enhance the kingdom of God, I got a lot of respect for you for that, and so I honor you in that. Even when, when I watch, uh, you see certain things even in your reading so far that made your heart start racing. You're like, no, that's <laughs> no, you you it couldn't, couldn't be. Know, you couldn't, couldn't be yeah. right? And it's like it's like it's I could see you almost being grateful that God chose to send you now.
1: Yeah, hundred <laughs> <'cause I> percent. <laughs> Hundred percent,
0: like yeah. I almost passed out. No, like because I I All the conviction. She said it with such conviction, like hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: Like I feel like like when I was younger, I'm like I wish God would have sent me back then or whatever. When when I hate to go on walks or running, I'm just like never mind because they walked or you know rode chariots or horses or whatever they did those even the chariots like getting to like from like here from virginia beach getting to norfolk would have took at least three four days which is hell- crazy or getting to another state would have took a week it would have took more than a week actually to get to a different state so
0: she's yeah. just saying no no
1: so <laughs> And I'm saying, and then the writing by hands, like typing is like hard on the hands. Like imagine writing. And it wasn't even with a regular pen that we see nowadays either. Like I, 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 doing it over and over again.
0: She's saying no again.
1: Yeah. So God knew what he was doing when he made me come <laughs> <coming> here today. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and current FM, FM in the AM, WGLC, Uh We're we're talking about just where the Bible came from, what we what we know about the Bible. Uh, this is all coming from the influence that we've experienced, and uh, with the you know um, and the Bible Museum that we did. Make sure you check out the episode that we did uh, with uh, DC James. Uh, you can see a little bit of the Bible Museum, guys. Get to the Bible Museum. Listen to what I'm saying. It, Take you
1: get, your, get a family pass. To, yeah, you get a family. Um, yeah, you get a family pass. Guys,
0: there's no reason to not make this a family trip. Get to the Bible Museum. Get to the Bible Museum. Mm-hmm. Get to the Bible Museum. Uh, first of all, I want to thank. Uh, I want to take some time to also thank uh, the 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 uh, Regent University for being such an amazing uh, school, and I want to thank uh, the Creation Museum, uh, yeah. the Art that's Encounter, that's uh, you. Know, what a wonderful thing that has happened here yeah. for these people to dedicate their lives and, and you know as long as the the ark encounter the bible museum that stuff exists you gotta understand that i'm never gonna stop because it's like i already seen people do the impossible yeah so i'm like everyone knows that this is pretty much how i die yeah. is preaching the gospel uh if, if the lord tarries uh because it's like i you can't tell me something I've already seen pod like like you're saying it's impossible but I've already seen the Ark encounter and I'm like yeah. get your family there so that your children can say this thing is real.
1: No I see yeah. when we went to the Ark Counter and the Bob Museum and all that not Bob Museum. Um even though I've been but the recent ones Ark Encounter and uh Creation Museum, there was a lot of kids there that they were like in like surprised, and they were fascinated by all this stuff. Even when the creation museum, but I was fascinated with this, um, like this proved evolution with like from the monkey, like, we came from monkeys and stuff like that. When they said that there is similarity, like they didn't denounce there wasn't similarities between us, but there are similarities, but there's more differences Differences in our facial st- structure and the way we act and the way we think and everything. Then there is similarities. Yeah. So there are differences. There's way more differences and they, and then evolutionists take the similarities and say we came from monkeys but they don't count
0: yeah to, to find out that the entire scientific yeah. this okay there's nothing wrong with science no. first of all but the the fact that that most of the uh worldview of non-believing scientists just just came from disbelief yeah. So it's like, like, because it comes and yeah. you have to check your faith at the
1: door when you become a scientist.
0: Yeah you, yeah, you don't have to check your faith at the door when you become a scientist. So what, what's interesting is that the disbelief, yeah. you know, is where their scientific studies start is yeah. from disbelief, where, where our belief starts with creation. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's in like, the beginning. In the beginning, it's like, you do know, no matter how, it, it's almost like. I and mean, it's
1: like God doesn't disprove science. But science tries to disprove God. Not all scientists. I'm just saying, like, some scientists who specifically become scientists to disprove God or whatever. Like, it just. It's, it's it's amazing but but I also
0: think that a lot of it's because those that claim that there is a god yeah. it's like you claim that there is a god why don't you live like it why if you claim that there is a god why are you so into the things that God says not to be into
1: and then they try to defend it when it's like you're just giving them more ammo just accept that you just have conviction that you have not been <laughs> doing what God <laughs> told you to do or you were sent here to do it even if you have
0: conviction <laughs> just oh, good it's, good. it's
1: good. let it in like they're not wrong just because they're not believers doesn't mean they're wrong about everything but yeah you could you, saying they're right could actually be make them become a believer
0: like you know how many people that don't believe in god i'm like i'm talking to them like yo dude you're right
1: yeah like because you did he, you were wearing the um don't be a thief shirt or something like that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. and yeah. The, the the girl was who was being being a thief was like well doesn't the
0: bible say something about eating too much and you were oh like, my gosh it does and it I, was yeah. it I was like, hilarious but I also
1: wanted to throw her off the top yeah the I other. mean yeah you're
0: not gonna but what she's saying is that there was this girl that was stealing one time and I was wearing a shirt that said thieves are stupid mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 it said thieves I had thieves are stupid and then uh stop stealing yeah. and that was it I was wearing one of those shirts and i walk up to her and she was like and i was like give me the stuff back uh i knew that the police were all outside waiting for her to come out And i said give me the stuff back you know she was like why do not you mind your own business why are you doing this and i'm like cuz i'm trying to look after you and, I, and then her friend goes he's a preacher he has to do this he like just give him the stuff back so you don't get in trouble and and he like well don't the bible talk about gluttony too yeah and i and inside i was just like Give her the stuff and let her walk out yeah. the door. <laughs> give her the stuff and let her walk out the door. But well, God's like, agree with her. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I gotta, yeah. I gotta look at wh- what am I doing that's causing others to not believe? And do I value that enough yeah. to change my ways? Yeah. The answer is yes. You know what I mean? And, and that's why it's like, I'm not willing to I, like the idea of losing souls. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I like God's I can't, gonna hold you accountable
1: for that. God's gonna hold me accountable, exactly. So,
0: and it, it's like, if, if you if you understood that, like guys, eternity is the reward yeah. for not being deceived yeah. by the things of this world. Now look at how hard, just walk out the door and, and, and go for a quick drive or get on the bus and look how they have advertising everywhere, trying to get you to see something, smell something, taste something, feel something, to think something, Just keep your mind, look at how much money they have to spend to keep your mind off of the things of life. You know what I mean? Where you can actually see the word of God in nature, where you can actually see the word of God. They don't even want us in the woods anymore. You know what I mean? Our technology has to follow us everywhere. Cause it's like, you can't survive without this. You can't survive without that. You know, Um, and so this, you know, by the way, this is one of the things that we're doing, uh, you know, my daughter and myself, and DC James will be with us every, every once in a while, uh, but the idea is that we're going to get in the car, we're going to drive across country, uh, going church to church, trying to yeah. get one million believers in the coming soon Jesus shirts in one year. Uh, that is the goal. Uh, and and uh, I'm going to make you breathe. Huh? Make you breathe. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So the Jews. I'm going to turn a little
1: bit back since we were talking, but the so the Jews saw. Jews saw the Samaritans as compromisers who had denied their faith by intermarrying um, with foreigners and by adopting other teachings. And by adopting other teachings. The Samaritans, however, felt they preserved a more ancient and pure form of faith. Like Jews, they believed in one God, but they embraced only the uh, Pentateuch as their authority and believed God had chosen Mount Gerizim, Gerizim, Gerizim? G e r i z i n.
0: Do the get the, the yeah, sound? Sounded it sounded out know. on the the yeah. fact that we can even do that is amazing. I know. Okay. Kerosene. oh old mountain. Is it garrison? Garrison. That's what it sounds like. I always thought it was garrison. <laughs> just you got to put it there where it gets to the sound. So anyway, while she's looking for that, uh, again, what we're, we're doing is we're we're trying to share with you where the Bible came from, how it came to be, uh, and we wanted to just take some time to just, you know, and, and we're trying to do something that reignites your uh, passion for God and your passion for the word of God. We want to do something because it's so easy to just go through the motions. It's so easy to just, you know, say that you, you believe God when the truth is you're struggling with your faith. Uh, there's some things that may be going on in your life that, you know, you're like, God, where are you? You know what I mean? Well, I I get all of that. You know, uh, there's some of you who have been terribly disappointed because, you know, you you were trying to do something for God and people didn't support or follow through, you know, guys, I get it. You know, um, I felt all of that, you know, uh, part of the reason that, that I went through so much is because the amount of people, not only the amount of people that didn't support and help out, but the amount of people that did, and 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 to know that it, we needed more, which means we failed yeah. those that did it's, help.
1: It is a uh, garrison. Garrison. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and so okay. the the hurt that that happened. So I want you to understand we're we're not quitting because of the people that believed in us and and that uh, didn't give up on us. So I want to thank everybody that that poured into us and uh, you're gonna be blessed for it, trust me. But Okay.
1: So the Samaritans, however, felt they preserved a more ancient and pure form of faith like Jews. They believe in one God, but they embrace only the Pentanuk as their authority and believe God had chosen Mount Gerizim, not Mount Zion, as the place for his people to worship worship him. Sharp theological differences were thus inevitable. The Samaritan Pentanuk is slanted in such a way to as to reflect these differences. Thus the text provides an early witness to the way the Samaritans interpreted the Pentateuch. For this and other reasons, it is not as reliable for determining the text's original reading. The Dead Sea Scrolls. A, ser- a shepherd boy accidentally discovered the first Dead Sea Scrolls in a cave in 1947. Archaeologists subsequently explored nearby caves and found more scrolls. These scrolls date about to 200 to 100 B.C. The- and contain at-, at least parts of the Old Testament book. They also provide much information about the community at the uh, Qumran,
0: Qumran? Qumran. Qumran.
1: Qumran, Qumran at the site where the scrolls were discovered. Most important for us, they confirm the re- re- reliability of the Masoretic text. And one of the most p- p- spectacular finds was a...
0: Let's see, Let's see. What okay. So the Dead Sea Scrolls. Sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say this. I was going to say this. That that when you guys see the the uh, the King James Version Bible, uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls were found after the King James Version Bible. Uh, so so here's what we're looking at. The scribes translated the King James Version Bible. Uh the scribes translated the King James Version Bible from the Hebrew scripts. Um, uh, really, actually the Septuagint, and um, I guess we'll get into that too. But uh the they 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 translated from Latin and Greek and all that. Then what happened is later on the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, and they found that the the accuracy was that good,
2: yeah.
0: You know. But it didn't mean that the people understood the content of the culture, but they were trying to figure out the words. Yeah. I'll keep going. Okay,
1: so um, was it virtually, to virtually intact scroll of the entire book of I, Isaiah. So um, how do we interpret the Bible? Use the grammatical historical method, understand the Context, immediate context, remote context, historical context, determine the type of literature, interpret figurative language, let scripture, interpret scripture, and discover the application to modern life. The Oh my God, yeah, this um, Septuagint?
0: Septuagint. Septuagint,
1: yeah, that's what it is. Okay. The Septuagint, a translation of Old Testament into Greek dates to about 300 to 200 BC, and it comes from the Egyptian city of Alexandra. Its name abbreviation LXX. Comes from the fact that a team of seventy-two scholars did the translation work. The Septuagint provides an important early testimony to the Old Testament text. Sometimes scholars have been able to resolve difficult readings of the Masoretic text by comparing the Septuagint by comparing it to the Septuagint. But some parts of the Septuagint are more reliable than others. For example, the Pentateuch is more carefully translated that, than the rest of the Old Testament. Then the rest of the Old Testament and the Septuagint from, form of the book of jeremiah is quite different from the Masoretic text version the reason for these early differences remains a mystery um aramaic targums targums are collected yeah the targums are collected collections of writings based on the old testament text these aramaic writings date from the, the early christian era though parts are from earlier are from earlier the targums the Arose during the time when many Jewish people understood Aramaic, Ar, Aramaic, Aramaic better than they understood Hebrew, and they often provided a common provided common interpretations to the Hebrew text in places that Targums reflect a fairly literal literal translation of the Hebrew. Elsewhere, they added commentary and stories as they elaborate on its text meaning. Some Targums Targum ter, of Song of Songs to the Song of Songs wonder, quite far from the text's clear, basic meaning. Because of this, the pterygums generally do not provide a reliable witness to the Old Testament text, though they do help us understand early Jewish interpretations. How do we interpret the Bible? So far in this chapter, we've discussed, discussed canon inspiration, textual transmission. We have examined which books make up the Old Testament, how the Spirit of God works with human authors to produce the Old Testament, and how books of the Old Testament were handed down to us. But important questions remain. How do we interpret the Old Testament? We will always understand that. We'll always understand the text if we simply start reading. Will we always understand the text if we simply start reading? Or m- must we follow certain rules of. Here mit, mit, mit? Hermeneutics. Hermeneutics? Okay. Yeah. Hermeneutics or interpretation. Now, 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 I need
0: you to understand what hermeneutics were. We don't want to say yes, things that Yes, you're that right, you're right, know. right. right, right. We'll that
1: up for y'all
0: and for me. Good job. Yo, know, do like I wanna encourage everybody, do the work, folks. Look up the scriptures, you know, find out what you don't know. And it's okay to don't know. It's just it's not okay to, to pretend like you know when you right. don't. I'm
1: gonna do the sounds
0: okay. Hermeneutic.
1: Hermeneutic, but her, hermeneutic.
0: Hermeneutic, yep.
1: All right. Concerning impre- interpretation, especially a Bible or literary, literary text, a method of theory of interpretation. Let me make sure that's the same I'm in, in
0: Well, so hermeneutics is not actually in the Bible. Hermeneutics is a is a style of studying, but so you can but you still can look up and see what it defines.
1: It defines the rules and methods for investigation, exact determination of meaning of scriptures in in the Hebrew Bible within the framework of um, rabbinic judaism so right. it's just an investigation for the exact okay the meaning of scripture
0: okay so truthfully the only way even an atheist can disprove the bible is through hermeneutics yeah you know like you you've got to do the study or uh, yeah because it, it, you've got to do the study because otherwise you're just assuming which definitely makes you an untrustworthy scientific source if you're not willing to do the work yeah. to disprove something yep so
1: okay so i must follow certain rules of hermenex. Hermeneutics. Hermeneutics, our interpretation. Not all Bible interpreters agree on the meaning of every Bible passage. However, most acknowledge that certain guidelines help us determine the meaning of each passage. We will briefly survey some of the most important guidelines using grammatical, grammatical, Grammatic. grammatical, historical method. The grammatical historical method seeks to find the basic plain sense meaning of the Bible passage by applying the standard rules
0: Grammar and the cynics. Good job again. <laughs> no, look it up when you don't I, know word. I mean, word. I've,
1: I've read, I've seen that word, but I don't know the meaning, like the actual meaning. Which
0: is crazy. No, but you're doing so good. I'm so proud of you.
1: The arrangement of words and phrases to create well-formed sentences in a language so it's a um yeah set of rules or animal yeah so an arrangement of words and phrases to create well-formed sentences okay um it, it seeks to determine what the text says let me actually syntax syntax okay so the grammar and syntax it seeks to determine what the text says Grammat- gra- grammatically.
0: Yeah, grammatically.
1: Grammatically, and what it means historically, and it tries to discover the author's original intention by consistent application of principles that follow. So there, there's a a chart: the important early Old Testament texts and their significance. Text: the Mesorah text. The significance: the most reliable Hebrew text. Date of composition: about 100 AD. Oldest known copy of the text, about 1000 AD. Um, the Samaritan...
0: Hold on one second. The current think we're going to have to take a break. These guys have been on the whole time. Right, we got into it. Sorry, guys. We'll right. <laughs> some music. That's funny. Go
1: ahead. Okay. So, the Samaritan and the Pintana, The that's the text, and the significance is the early testimony to the Pentateuch, but with a dis, decidedly Samaritan slant. So the date of composition is about 200 to 100 B.C., and then the oldest known copy of the text about 1100 A.D. The um, Dead Sea Scrolls contain at least, the significance contain at least a part of nearly every Old Testament book important for confirming reliability to, of other manuscripts such as the Masoretic text or the Septuagint. Um, the date of composition 200 to 100 BC, and the oldest known copy is 200 to 100 BC. Um, the Septuagint, the LXX, the LXX, early Greek translation of the Old Testament, an important early witness to help com- confirming the original text, 300 to 200 BC, and the oldest known copy is 300 um, to AD. And the Targums, ter- an Aramaic, Aramaic translation, paraphrase, and commentary on the Old Testament only Old Testament text, not as reliable for determining the accuracy of the Old Testament text. Um, the date of composition is uh, 500 to 1000 AD through parts maybe uh, could go back to a few centuries BC. And earliest parts about that is the uh, 150 AD. Um, but to understand the text is the next part. The term context refers to the words and sentences surrounding a word or a statement that
0: helps us understand the meaning of that word now i want to stop here right there because there, well, sometimes i i know that I, I get on people's nerves uh and i don't mean to i just also don't care uh but uh, but i want to explain something to you. sometimes people will use words the wrong way and it throws me off because i don't understand what they're saying especially if they're saying it in a biblical context because my uh the the, the care that i take in the word of god it's like i can get the gist of what you're saying and it can be so off and then when I can t- when I tell you what you're actually saying, you get angry and say it's not true. And I'm like, nah, but it is. This is what you're really saying. You know what I mean? So listen, guys, we gotta get out of here. We gotta go uh, because we got other things we gotta do. But we love you guys. So this has been a three hour Bible study, and we got through five pages, seven pages. Uh, so we're gonna work on that. We're just trying to figure out how to do this. But, guys, this is going to be an amazing journey. This is called the Bible study with Pastor Duke and Faith uh, Marie White. And, of course, we'll have other people on. But we're going through this book, uh, the Old Testament survey, encountering the Old Testament. Uh, this is what we're going to So this is a college course book, and this is what it looks like. We're going through the book in case you want to see it. It's encountering the Bible. With this, we're going through this entire book, guys. We're going through this entire book, so you get to be a part of it. Uh, You can go back and listen to the podcast, which is going to be, uh, matter of fact, I'll put it up here so you guys can see it, Um, but we're going through the entire book, and guys, you know, um, we're on Amazon podcast, YouTube. Um, I don't know how long we're going to be on YouTube because they, they already blocked us for talking about the vaccines and they said that we were putting out medical misinformation, which isn't true. Uh, but, uh, so we have the podcast, so we're going to, we'll have different guests come in, but the idea is that we're going to get through this book and we're coupling it with the world biblical world Atlas. So we're coupling this with this. If you want to read along with us, if you want to read along with us, feel free. Uh, but that's what we're doing. And, uh, of course we have this here these are the books that we're using the books of josephus you know we're using that so that you have an understanding of who josephus is and why his writings are so important um and then we're coupling it with uh this here from historical references right the ancient egypt along with roman empire so that we all have a, a congruent Um, parallel congruent. I mean, yeah. Um, uh, timeline where it shows you like Alexander the Great, Roman Empire, you know, all all that stuff. The order and the biblical context going on the same timeline, so that you don't have like two hemispheres of your brain where there's like the spiritual side and there's the historical side. We want to show you how uh, the Word of God really lines up to history itself where there's ancient Sumeria uh, and ancient Egypt, right? So we want to show you how there's ancient Egypt. And then the timeline of where that that what that means because don't forget when you look at the Hebrew people you're also looking at nomadic people who traveled to these different places they so like, like most Christians think that oh we created civilization it's like no uh, there were other civilizations there were the Samaritans there were those before the Samaritans so there's a timeline there but the Bible kind of covers that. And then, of course, you have the apocrypha that goes into more detail. But the Bible covers that by saying, hey, man, begin to do this, man, begin to do that. So we know that there is civilization that takes place, but you got ancient Babylon, uh, uh, Babylon, you got all all of this stuff um, when the tribes broke out and went into their own direction. Um, But we got to know what that once the Bible was taken out of history as if it didn't have anything to do with it, when you educate a society and tell them oh yeah here's your religion put that over there take out the the real historical value in that now we have archaeologists finding all these discoveries so all we want to do is just take the time to piece that back together and we're going to figure out how to do that in the best way possible um and so uh, we're going to be reading these books and going through and hopefully you join with us as we travel down this long long road we have to go i love you guys bye